Justin here. And Shad. And you're now listening to the IFNZ Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to visit our website at ifnzpodcast.com for upcoming episodes, new release news, and our social media feeds. Also, for information on upcoming live shows, current news, and general interaction with us, you can reach us on Twitter at IFNZ Podcast, my personal one at RandomHeroXIX, and me at Shad Schubert. Also, check out ShadSchubert.com for weekly blog posts, music, and upcoming show dates for the Can't Get Rights. Thanks for listening, and as always, enjoy the show. When it's a nice day, maybe it's summer, maybe a holiday, maybe Fourth of July, maybe those rings will be just came out and your love will let them learn. If you feel it, you'll see, let's take a moment and listen to the IFNZ podcast. Welcome to episode 67 of the IFNZ podcast. We have so much to talk about this week. Do we? Uh, so much to tell you. I feel um, like we don't. But before, have a lot to talk about. Before we even dive into this, I want to get your opinion on something. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to give you a franchise. Okay. N- any franchise you want. Star Wars. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you Star Wars. Okay. So um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to... You get the opportunity. You get to do whatever you want with it. Okay. Whatever you want. Um, Star Wars may be a little too close to home for you. No. Um, uh, I think that you're a little too close to the picture. It's in a galaxy far, far away. It's you, so far from home. <laughs> you may want to pick something a little bit less big, is, is all I'm saying for this question. Okay. But I'll, I'll read you the question first. Okay, and then I can choose a different you can, franchise? You can choose a different one if you want to. You're not let's, do some, let's do something else. Uh, can it be? It has to be something like a movie or TV yeah, or something? You can do whatever you want. Let's do, let's do Metal Gear. Okay, Metal Gear. Metal it Gear. is going to be movie related. Like you're gonna. Uh, well, let's let's pick something that is a movie then, because it, it does pertain franchise. to a little bit of history. Um, I'm trying to think of another movie franchise that I care about, and I can't other than <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, well, I'll pick something like uh, Adam's Family. No, no, that's what I'm gonna pick. Oh, that's what you're picking. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm gonna. I'll pick Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. That's let's good. Do that. That's a great one. Actually, this fits perfectly in this question. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> if you got... had to take one thing off it, what would it be? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you get to make another movie. Okay. For this franchise, mm-hmm. do you get to make a sequel, or do you choose to make a sequel to the existing franchise? Okay. Or do you do a reboot slash remake of this franchise? Hmm. Um, I guess for mine, I would probably have to pick the reboot remake. You would reboot. Remake? I don't know if I would do it so soon though. Like they just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, when did they don't the care dead, about timetables anymore? Dead Ben Chest like. was when mm, wasn't 13, it just a couple? Years? I thought it was just a couple years ago. I think it's a little bit further away than you think. Not a lot further, but I'm thinking like five years. That's what. Dead Man Tells Us. That's, a, oh, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, so it's just been a couple oh, years. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't realize it was just Not Dead Man's now. Chest. That's the first one. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Dead, Man's t- uh, Dead Man's Chest is... Uh, second one. Is that the second one? Yeah. What's the first one Curse called? of the Black Pearl. Okay. Yeah. Where's Curse of the Black Pearl? Uh, 2003. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was missing my stuff. So yeah, 2017. You can, I mean, pretty... it takes a while to get things into development. Let's give you... You're going to do it in like 10 years. So you got 10 year gap between yeah, now and then. Absolutely. Then you, you're going to reboot it? Yeah. Okay. This was my thought I think it'd process. be cool to do like a reboot and it not be a direct tied in reboot as far as like Curse of the Black Pearl goes, but give yourself like the precursor of like... Maybe even double down on your your Jack Sparrow, not Johnny Depp Jack Sparrow. Two pirates though. But like huh? Two pirates? Two pirates? You said double down. I didn't know if you wanted two. No, no, oh. I don't need two pirates. <laughs> I meant like double down. Double down on, on on because we always focus on 
Jack Sparrow Jack a lot. Jack Sparrow. Yes. Um, but John Adev. do uh, <laughs> a younger Jack Sparrow and tell me like the chroniclings of him being brought up where he actually came from. Give me more Keith Richards. So would and... you? I like this. <laughs> so in in this scenario, the storyline exists. You're not. So that this is the the origin of this question. This is why I'm asking this okay. all together. So you just direct do a direct reboot of essentially Curse of the Black Pearl. Do you ignore everything that ever existed previously, or do you build on that lore that already exists? That would be like a sequel, though, would it not? Or are we just taking yeah, that and kind of just making more? Because that's where I get into the the middle of things, especially franchises I'm passionate about. That's why I told you to stay away from Star Wars, because it would be like, well, everything has to exist, and you wouldn't reboot. You would build around. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I wish that more people built around. I That these things existed, and... The Adam's Family would be very difficult because you you almost have to recast because you don't you kind of have the Adam's Family. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you could do offset offshoots. That's of just like, saying, like if we did like an origin story. There's already been an origin story for the Adam's Family. Like if you yeah. watch the old Adam's Family television Se- series, series, there's yeah. actually a thing of how Gomez meets Morticia and how that whole thing. Oh, there's, really? there's there's an episode that's, that's a cool. two episode arc that's actually specifically designated for that purpose. Oh, wow. Um, but so that one, mine was bad, but I think, I think Pirates of the Caribbean is a great one that you're going right to, I want to see a young Keith Richards and I want to see young, uh, a young yeah, Jack just Sparrow see, like, where he up. kind of gets like, you could have like, that's where he kind of gets his quirks. That's my, maybe even where he gets like, maybe he was like as a younger pirate, you know, going, growing up like around his father being a pirate and learning the ways of the pirate, if you will. He didn't want to be the pi- kind of pirate that his father yeah. was. He didn't want to be like a black pirate, if you yeah. will, you know, like uh, robbing all these people and stuff like that. He wanted like to that. do good. He wanted to do good. He didn't even drink or anything like that. But then being around his father, the father, like the son became the father. Mm-hmm. He started diving into rum and going, you yeah. know, fucking women like crazy and stuff like uh-huh. that and just starting to become just like his father kind of a thing in, a, in that sense. And that's why you would see eventually, you know, in that kind of a building aspect, the old movies still hold context because whenever you see the Keith Richard Pirates, like, it looks exactly like Jack Sparrow. They act exactly the same. That's basically what that character is. Yeah. It's what it's supposed to be in the first place. And, I mean, that's that's how it is. And you can kind of see how that builds up. Pre- precursor to, like, all of the Curse of the Black Pearl. Maybe that origin story movie ends with him actually finding... Uh, Barbosa, yeah, and becoming like a yeah. kind of quote unquote crew member before it goes down and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, ah, get out of your father's butt and get in mine. Yeah, you know, kind <laughs> of a thing. And he's just like, bye, Dad. That was a, <laughs> those are good. Those are really good impressions. I've seen the movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I I feel like we we reboot and 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 restart franchises way too often, and we know that going into we've talked about it numerous times. But I, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot to go off of that already exists. That like it's like why are we letting this stuff go? And I know part of it's like let's not excuse me, let's not write a new story. Let's go with what already works and let's just do it again. And I don't agree with that. Even if um, there's so many bad sequels out there, yes. But the sequels are sometimes Dumb and Dumber too. Like I would rather see <laughs> Dumb and Dumber two than a rebooted Dumb and Dumber. Yes, absolutely. any day. Yeah, like any day. We had our origin story, and it was Harold is not a great movie, but I still like to try and Harold. Uh, no, it's, it's the wrong way. I'm heralding. Oh. It was it was 
upheld as a bad movie. I'm I'm like heralding it. Like I'm I'm the What's champion. What's that Dumb and Dumber? Yes, I'm like I feel like I'm kind of a champion for it because I kind of enjoyed that it's movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's it ages okay too. It's well written. Yeah. Um, if it, I, I'm of a firm standing that if they didn't have Harry and Lloyd on it. One, it probably had never gotten made, but yeah. two, it would be everyone would love that movie. It would be like a very classic comedy, yeah. If it wasn't attached to the Dumb and Dumber series, for that fact, I mean, it's hard to beat a classic and stuff too. And yeah, from seeing Dumb and Dumber two, I it was just like it was it had its points, but it, as far as I went as like a direct sequel to your original Dumb and Dumber, I just didn't yeah. like it as much. It didn't have like the the writing I felt was a little bit weak because like. You would think, I guess, it's weak. A, it was the charm of these people, but <laughs> Lloyd's spaghetti. <laughs> uh, but you would think that these people would do something different after twenty years. Like, would they really be telling the exact same jokes? Yes. Or would they mature? Not them mature, but would the jokes change and grow a little bit? But it didn't really seem like they'd changed at all. Yeah. They were, it was the same thing. But I guess that's <laughs> part of the charm of those characters. Yeah. They're that dumb that they're still telling the same joke they told twenty years prior to. Yeah. Um. No, I'm just trying to get to the fact that there's so many re- reboots that go into effect, uh, not playing on a Jane Silent Bob reboot, which is actually a sequel, um, and not a reboot or a remake. Um, and I like that. I like that you have an existing story and you're passionate about those characters and yes. you like that already. Why get rid of it? I think of something else like completely ballpark of like a movie that you absolutely love or a series that you okay. love that you're passionate about but you have to give it a different director and writer. Oh. Who okay. would that who would that be and would that make it better or worse in mm. your mind? That's that's interesting because a lot of like a lot of the things I really flock towards and like are movies that example right here. Uh-huh. The Matrix written and directed by JJ Abrams. <laughs> Whoa. It'd be weird, but at the same time, he's a great storyteller. But do you think that his take on the Matrix and that kind of concept and stuff like that, what say say that instead of a Wachowski leading four, yeah. what if they gave it to like a uh, like it would be like a uh, so an if, Abrams joint? So would so in this world we have to assume that JJ is coming up with the concept of the Matrix, and it's not that the Wachowskis are starting it and then selling it to, like we have to kind of rewrite time a little bit. In that. Yeah, if you want to think of it, so that like the Matrix kind of has to be reimagined as a J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. kind of even. That's what I mean. Like, do you think that would, do you think up? it would like turn out the same in a way? Definitely do you think would, it would be good. No, um, I think that it would flop. You do? Yeah, I think so. I think hmm. I think that there there'd be too much say of a like, mystery that's hidden within it. That yeah. say like for the context uh, the context of this uh, that essentially not your. Not your the baser story characters and what you have there that makes that movie that movie that you know and love mm-hmm. are still kind of sim somewhat there. Okay, but it's being directed and and majority of your sub story and stuff is kind of written from Abrams. Know. So that's I mean, you true. still have your baser saying. story of like the Matrix that you know and love mm-hmm. that's there, but you have like all of your subcontext, the way that he directs things done. I by know that this person. sounds dumb, but I don't have a lot of experience with J.J. Abrams. Yeah, outside of Star Wars, Super Eight, the movie, mm-hmm. and like the first few episodes of Lost that I watched. Did you like Cloverfield at all? Um, Did I watched watch Cloverfield. Yeah, I watched the Ten Cloverfield two, two of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked those. Um, he's got a, 
a way to tell a story that's very, very kind of gritty and, uh, and grounded that, uh, he's very much like he is straight out of Spielberg. You didn't ass. like, you didn't like lost really. Did you? Um, it's not that I didn't like it. It's that I got halfway through it and then watched this is 40 and it was spoiled for me because the girl's like, they all die. Um, and then I was like, well, fuck, I know the ending. I, I, and that was the one time. Yeah, that I think I was... the the ride that gets you there, honestly, is. And probably... I've heard so much about everything past the first season, not being as solid and good as the first season is. I I disagree. Really, I think the first couple seasons are definitely where it's at as far as writing goes. But I honestly think like maybe even like season three probably is probably some of my best writing oh, uh, okay. as far as it goes. I don't. It doesn't. It does peter off to a certain extent, like four and five. And one of those seasons was when the writer's strike was going on. I so see. it was like a little bit less than as far as the season mm-hmm. goes. And it also wasn't, it didn't seem like it was as well written. Honestly, I don't think it was because they had like not as full of a team there. Okay. Leading it. I'm following you. Um, helping with him and stuff. But I, I they, they are, uh, I, I, it was all solid to me. And especially like the one of you pick up and you get to that sixth season too. That ending is like, I, I like it a lot. It's hard to get through things that when, you know, we're in a world where there's so many new things coming out at a time, and we'll talk about a lot of those new things here in a little bit. Uh, but to go through and chunk out that much time to get through six seasons of one hour programming that is made for TV at a time when one hour programming was just to kind of fit an hour slot sometimes where like you could have told this story at a higher pace or you could have stretched out a little bit longer and made it more interesting. Yeah. You don't get that freedom that you do now. Um, and so I I feel like some of it's a little bit hard to chew as someone who's not already bought into it. Um, and not that I like I said, not that I I'm anti it at all. It's something I haven't really had a lot of experience with. So in that sense, JJ does I I think he does a great Star Wars story. Um, uh, he has, I, I do enjoy the, the, uh, Cloverfield stuff, but to put it in, um, kind of that thought process of matrix is a little, it's interesting. I think it would be a lot cleaner than it's, than it needs to be. I like I was just trying to propose a interesting question there. You interesting question. That was the only thing I could think of off the top of my head. And I'm like, hmm. I like that idea though. Like, how do you you strip something from someone and give it to someone else? Mm-hmm. It's like, and it could be completely out there. Say like you give Star Wars to Martin Scorsese. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just turns into some like it's still a space drama as it is. Yeah. You know, like sci-fi space drama and stuff, but it just gets fucking crazy gritty. Yeah. Like it it. it it plays more as like a a darker. It's like if Mandalorian was it, it was it was Taxi Driver, yeah. and it's just really hella violent and dark. <laughs> or if you give like uh, you get well, that would be no. You give Tusk to Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. and, and you give Clerks to Wes Anderson. That would be cool. I like that's a really good one. I like that one a lot. That would be a very somebody that's like a he's had a groundbreaking thing like around the same time yeah. as Kevin. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was Rushmore was like ninety five or ninety six. Yeah, I, I think. think he's just a little bit behind. Just a little bit behind, yeah. but still like that kind of a same agey mm-hmm. groundbreaking uh, director. You know, kind of a front and stuff uh-huh. like that. Just flop him around. Yeah, give Kevin Rushmore. And yeah, give him that. absolutely. If you give Kevin Rushmore, it would just turn into like a. Probably like a party school flat, fall flat kind yeah. of thing. I don't know if it would turn out to be as be, meaningful as it was. Yeah, I think it would be a lot uh, a lot more surface, a lot 
more laugh out loud. Yeah. I mean, Clerks literally was Kevin's life. So I mean, that's that's I, there's yeah. nobody that could write that but yeah. him, really. But definitely, just thought it'd be interesting Absolutely. to think about. No, I think that's very cool. Yeah, I um, sorry about the sidetrack. I just was very. Uh, entranced in remakes and was just like, dude, we I took don't... that sidetrack, we hopped on it, and we rode it just down the fucking minecraft or the minecart ride, just all the way down. Yeah. We mined some gold, yeah, found that gold, took it back to the surface, and talked about it on the podcast. We did, we totally did that. Do you want to get into some trailer talk? Yeah, all right, cue the theme song. It's where it's at. <laughs> That's where it goes. All right. We're new to that. We, we're, <laughs> we're getting there. All right. Trailers. Yes. I guess we should talk about the big one. Let's talk about it. Scoop? Uh, I was going to say Sonic the Hedgehog ah! coming back out. <laughs> we're great. We were there. We were close. We were, we were on the same joke. My S's are together. It's not even <laughs> alphabetical. I just did it that way. No. Uh, no. Let's definitely talk about Sonic because I think it's important. It is. Um, so... This is the argument that I want to make with the Sonic the Hedgehog. They did polish up the look of Sonic. I feel like this trailer was stronger and better than better the cut first trailer. one. Absolutely. Better cut trailer, for no sure. No matter what. Like Even if you had the <laughs> my, same visual one. My favorite clip of it is whenever uh, he's inside James... or Jim Carrey's inside James Marsden or Robotnik's in whatever Scott... Or, or was it Scott? James Marsden's house. Like Scott, because he was... Uh, fucking <laughs> Cyclops, Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> merging universes, X Men versus Sonic. Uh, yes. So Robotnik's inside James Marsden's yes. character's house, and he's got the the hair. And he's just like, I need to know where he's at, or something yeah. like that. And Sonic comes out from the table. He's like, Don't hurt him. And he goes, ah! <laughs> and then he punches him in the face. I was just like, that was like the best, like two seconds of slapstick yeah. comedy just made me, make me be like. I'm in now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's it's definitely was a way better like yeah. I felt like the first trailer was so focused on the action and like the look how cool this Sonic I looks. Some, uh, and I got to uh, pull up some a couple of different things cuz I know that I have an image of the comparison side by side. Oh. And uh and yeah, I agree. Even without the the redo, I felt like they didn't even lean on the the look of Sonic as much on this trailer. Dude, it's so much more polished. This is like this is what it should be. Yeah, it's kind of like you, um, you see in back. Like it, it was sounded so stupid before whenever we were talking about it. But then, and I felt like I was just being like the champion for this movie, and and you were just like, I remember at one point in time you were like, I don't think a redesign is gonna really. And I was just like, it's not going to fix the writing. This is no. my argument with it. Yeah. If the movie is shit, it's because of the writing and yeah. the way that it was directed and other things like that. This helps the movie visually, though. It makes That's it true. a little bit easier to swallow. It might be a little bit less shit. Because, I mean, you look at it side by side, you're just like, okay, yeah, it's Sonic. This is Sonic. Yeah. This is what you it's needed to see. It's easily recognized, yeah. Yes. They went too, too hyper-realistic with the first Absolutely. version of it. They went, they went to, like, we're going to make the real gritty one. But see what I mean, though? Like, when we, we were talking about it last time, you said, like, they'll have to reshoot, like, all the stuff the way that his perspective's at. Well, because you said something about him making him shorter, but it doesn't the, really look like they did not, much for like, shorter. He's not terribly much that much shorter. Yeah. I thought he would be a lot shorter. But they got the shoes the way they were, classic Sonic shoes, yeah. the cuffs, the big bigger gloves, feet. the yeah. big feet. Uh, the big eyes, you know, chibi anime he eyes. He doesn't look what? like a hedgehog that that has weird He's hair. He's not supposed to look like a hedgehog. <laughs> they were like, we're just gonna... like none of the other knuckles doesn't look like an echidna. No, I mean it, no. that's not what echidnas look like. Exactly. They just have they call them knuckles because echidnas have really big fucking yeah. claws to dig in the ground with. It's not even knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I I think it it, it absolutely it looks really really good. Um, I I caught on more and there not there's knuckles. <laughs> I I caught on more to and I saw I heard it, but when I heard it in the trailer this time, I thought of you was I <gasps> more of the sound effects that the yeah. classic kind of game sound yeah. effects. There whenever he like goes around the whenever you start off the trailer and mm-hmm. he's in the uh, Green Hill Zone, yeah, and he's going around the first like big loop to loop. It actually does that the Green Hill Zone and he jumps through the ring, so it starts up the actual like first zone music. Exactly. That's that's one of the most iconic things, and that's something that Sega's always done right. Maybe not better than Nintendo because Nintendo has very iconic VFX. Oh yeah, honestly, absolutely. But I mean, like. Sega has a fucking amazing music. Mm-hmm. Better some in some circumstances than some Nintendo music. Yeah. I feel like I have more iconic music that I can think of for Sega music than I can for that. Well, yeah, and I could listen to the OST for yeah. I was I can listen to the OST for the original Sonic like all day. Yeah. It's got such good music. Um, but yeah, redesign. Like I said, uh, the, my standpoint with it, and what I'll consistently stand by until this comes out on Valentine's Day yeah. for whatever reason. There's a lot of Valentine's Day releases. Yeah, what was the other big one that's coming out Valentine's? Day? Um, was it Invisible Man? Invisible Man comes out then. Um, there was oh, Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island comes that out. Was it. Yeah. yeah, two horror movies. Yeah, two. I think there's even another one. That's always been synonymous with yeah. Valentine's Day is to have a horror movie. I feel like there was. I think the original Saw. Maybe that came makes out yeah. in that time, and I then a lot right. of them afterwards came out around October. Well, and I think that a lot of that stemmed from, and I may be wrong, but the Single the home video cycle release mm-hmm. was about that time frame. That's about a six month time frame, no, eight month time frame, and that was about the the release cycle for you. home video. So around Valentine's Day. You go see a scary movie, and it's out on home video by the time Halloween, Halloween rolls, rolls around. around. That makes I sense. I think that that's where it originates from, but they pop out a home video. What about Valentine's Day Massacre? A month after it's come out in theaters. Like, it's ridiculous now. Um, so I don't think that's worried really much. No, nope, it actually came out. I thought the first one was Valentine's Day. It was October 29th. There's probably some other thing. October, that... October, October. They're all Everyone in Halloween the, the last week of October. Nice. I didn't know that. Nice. Um, so Invisible Man. Yeah, let's talk about Invisible Man. Uh, there, Elizabeth Moss. There is a guy that is invisible. And he's out to get Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, he's he creepy. said, fuck you, Handmaid. Yeah. Oh, is that who she is? Yeah, she's like the Handmaid uh, from okay. Handmaid's Tale. Gotcha. I, keep, I always I say Handmaiden Tale, uh-huh. but it's always it's Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Not Handmaiden. So she's a Handmaid. She's a Handmaid, not a Maiden. Not a Handmaiden. Handmaiden's too fancy. Handmaiden. <laughs> she's um, just a maid. So... Um, this is Hollow Man. Um, <laughs> you remember Hollow Man? Yeah, yeah, I remember it very well with uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, I remember it because there's a scene in there on uh, the nudie part where yeah, there's a chick with short hair. I don't remember who it is. Mm-hmm, I don't either. And he like is being perv on her. Mm-hmm. He opens up her blouse and her boobs out, and it's really small. And he is like, you see invisible fingers grabbing the boob, and she wakes up and she's like, huh. <laughs> and there's nobody there, and she sees her shirts open kind of slightly, but the boobs not out. She's just like, "Okay, what's going on?" Um, there she is. So there, this is another jump start of the Universal Monsters. They're going at it again. This is supposed to be. This is another you try think? at the dark universe. No. Yes. This isn't going to do well. Then. This. <laughs> this is another another version. I I think that they're going about it this time. So after Dracula Untold, 
and that not doing great, and mm. then the new Mummy movie nope. coming out, and that not doing great. I think this one they aren't going. They're not. Their plan I wish, isn't. I wish you could cue in the scream from the new Mummy movie from that trailer, just from the trailer, <laughs> just one little clip of the scream, and just like insert it real quick just to hear <laughs> Tom Cruise do the ah weird scream that he does in that trailer. I've never seen the movie, but I've watched that trailer, <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time because it's horrible. <coughs> I'll define it so I can have so, you listen to it after we're done. <laughs> I think that this time around they're not trying to universe it immediately. I don't know what they're going to do, but I think they're still definitely they're dead set on making these movies connect. These Universal Monsters movies. And so, mind you, Invisible Man was supposed to be Johnny Depp originally. Mm -hmm. And so they've come a long way since then. I don't even know who's playing the Invisible Man. You don't even get to see him in the trailer. (laughs) They've come a long way since then. They've hired a no-name actor to play an Invisible Man. (laughs) I mean, it's smart. I mean, why pay for... That's like uh, having Brad Pitt play Oliver Jackson Cohen. Invisible guy on... This is the guy. He's cute. He is in something I know. He's in The Haunting of Hill House. He's the oh, younger he? brother that is the drug addict guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke. Uh, Luke Crane. Luke Crane. He is the invisible man now. He's a yeah. handsome fella. He is. Uh, he is not a no-name guy. I know is. him from one thing. That's true. See? Um, but the mo- the trailer looks okay. I mean, it looks like a, it's straight-up horror movie. Like, they're not going for anything but a horror movie. Um, I don't think it's going to be super scary, but... You know. I don't think so either. There's something I mean, about an invisible man that isn't scary to it was, watch a movie it, it of. is a universal classic thing though i mean that that's that's yeah, it, not all of them were incredibly horribly mm-hmm. scary i mean but i think that's 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 is the hard thing to talk about because like i these are these are classic movie monsters and, mm-hmm. and it just almost seems like it's timeless in that frame of mind in that, like, we should never have to try to bring them back. We will always probably try to bring them mm-hmm. back up and start this dark universe, but I don't think it's ever going to do well. This played out so much better whenever you watch a movie from fucking 1940s yeah. or whatever. That's what I was going to say is, I, you know, they're bringing this into the modern times. I would honestly rather see them do a Gus Van Sant, like, psycho remake, frame for frame, like he did in the 90s with the Vince, yeah, uh, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Uh, I'd rather them see them do a a frame per frame remake of all of the Universal yeah. original movies, and in that classic time, than to do these like these these like modernized remakes that just don't work. They don't like why it not, always falls flat. Yeah, why not just, just go and nobody's doing that. That's original in that idea that nobody's going through and just making exact remakes of those movies. That would be a situation where a remake may be warranted. Absolutely, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean that's the same thing. Like, uh, as much and as many times as they'll try to reboot or create an alternate universe or a dark universe to yeah. the Wizard of Oz and stuff like that, nothing is going to beat the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz is what it is, and it's timeless. And if somebody tried to remake the Wizard of Oz and did like what you said, yeah. make it frame for frame, almost essentially, yeah. to where they're just plying suit for with what they're doing and stuff, and just modernize it in that sense. It probably would go over crazy well. Yeah, I mean that's what they're doing with that's what they did with Lion King and Aladdin. Like that's all they're doing. Yeah, like Disneyfy the Universal monsters. I know it sounds stupid, (laughs) but I mean they're making plenty of money doing it that way. Like, why aren't we taking that approach if it's working? I mean, Lion King did a great amount of money. I didn't say a lot of great things about it, but um, dude, I really want to play this right now. um, If yeah, I don't care. Just live, yeah, on the podcast. It's ten seconds. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever paid attention to that. Yeah, that's in the trailer. <laughs> Before the movie came out, you hear him go, <laughs> That doesn't even sound like him. That sounds it's like somebody him. else it, added it, in that It does, clip. but it is Tom Cruise. There's a version of that where they took out the background plane noise, all the stuff, and all you hear is this. You just Tom Cruise on the mic just going, <sighs> And it's just his audio only from it. Oh, God. I love it. Um, so, Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Once again, a remake. Knock the sea plane. This is, uh, plane. This is um, a, a reboot. No, this would be a remake. Of the TV series? A reimagining. A reimagining, yes. Definitely. Because it is a horror, <laughs> and the TV show is just nothing but fun time. The only thing I was... I've never seen the Fantasy Island TV show. It's, is it, it, is does it same not, concept, kind of, in that it gives you what you, what you yeah, fantasize about? Yeah, that's the whole about? point. I think there's like a well on the island, and you just kind of go to the well, and you make your wish upon it. Most of it was like love-inspired. Like, I see. I wish that Paul would love me okay. more or something, or would blah, 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 and then it would happen. This is yeah. where your fantasy come to life yeah. and stuff. It's very much that way, but this is like the horror twist on yeah. it. Your fantasy comes to life, but it's also like horrible and yeah. gruesome. You know, it's the... It's a, like it's, in the trailer, they show like the woman who was just like, I wish fucking... Peggy would fucking die or something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're in some like, section on the island. And she's there and they're killing her yeah. because she just appeared on the island. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh the only thing that it was even remotely close to it was A the title and B there was a girl who was like, The plane. It's the plane. And I was like, Oh, that's uh She's supposed to be tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she was kind of giving that delivery on it and I was like, Oh, I get it. I Who's get the it. what's the the guy's the guy from Fantasy Island. Is that Ricardo Montalban? Mm, I thought it was, uh, what's his name, from uh, Ant-Man and everything. What? Yeah. Michael no, Pena. I, I'm talk- no, I'm talking about the original one. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> I was like, I think it's that guy that's yeah, on Yeah, Ricardo Montalban. That's that's what that guy is supposed to be. Like, that's who Michael Pena is? Fan- yeah, welcome okay. to Fantasy Island. That's who I gotcha. Ricardo Montalban is. Uh, it's those two are like the ones that yeah. are like the hosts of the of, island, of if you will. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Very cool. Um, I also watched, speaking of horror movies, uh, horror. horror movies, I watched a movie that is too good for the budget that has been allowed you to watched it. watched a movie? Uh, the trailer, sorry. Oh. Uh, watched a trailer for a movie called The Mandela Effect. The Mandela Effect. Uh, which is what you would imagine, um, except for, so it's about this husband and wife, and their daughter is killed. And she's little. She's like a, a young child. And the guy starts having these flashes of the daughter still being alive. And then he starts... Uh, oh, my God. Oh, wow. It's that, gone like, up. skyrocketed. So, it's just because you're talking about it on the <laughs> podcast right now. So it, it kind of... The concept is is that there's they are acknowledging that there could be multiple... Uh, watch this trailer because Robin Lord Taylor's in it. No, but I, I saw <laughs> that he was in it. I was like, he's like the buddy. Gotcha. Uh, the, of the he is uh, Rupert Grint of this movie. He's the he's the just the friend. <laughs> um, but uh, so the, the the daughter kind of keeps showing up, and he's like, you know, something's weird about this. And so he starts doing research, and he starts researching the Mandela effect and the the Berenstein Bernstein uh, Berenstein mm-hmm. Ber- Bernstein whatever Berenstein and Berenstein yeah um, kind of thing, and all of this and. Uh, it kind of gets wild, and the visuals on it are kind of cheap because it's a very low-budget film. 
there's not I didn't seem like they they poured a lot into it but I I wouldn't be surprised if this picks up a lot of almost looks like John Cusack yeah I wouldn't be surprised if this picks up a lot of popularity um, and becomes kind of a uh, a culty kind of horror film that people really like and uh, especially if it's yeah uh, especially if it's uh, executed well and uh, and it uh, oh my gosh I can't I'm not thinking well um, and they're either going to make a sequel that they put a lot more money into, or they're going to remake this within just a couple of years. So is this like the concept of it's like they find out about like potentially an alternate reality and it's like ripping through their own reality kind of a thing. They're, they're, they're crossing over from each other. Like normally the alternate realities are supposed to stay kind of parallel from each other, but they're, they're weaving in together. Um, I mean, I like the ascent, like the aesthetic of it. Love the actual like the, the visualizations visually, are really like, cool. It makes it really neat and unique for it. Yeah, yeah. So this is a, a movie I I say to watch out for. I I watch a lot of, especially in in prepping trailer talk because I love trailer talk. I end up finding myself watching a bunch of real shitty horror movie trailers because that seems like there's a lot of those. Yes, there and is. so like I clicked on this one and I was like, eh, I don't know. And then like I watched and I was like, this is good. Like. The story behind it's good. It looks like it was made for TV in 1998, but this is the other movie that he probably the guy that directed it. The guy that directed David it, David Guy Levy. Okay, I think this is probably his first film or something. First, yeah, first big film. And I actually had heard of this. I've never watched it. What's it called? Would you rather? Oh, hmm. interesting. It looks cool. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Scoob. Oh, yeah. That's kind of a letdown. You did think it was a letdown? I think it was a big letdown. Really? Yeah. What were you expecting? Um, I was expecting a better voice cast. Uh, I could see that. I think that it was really cute and unique for what it was, honestly. I, I like the idea of getting to see Scooby and Shaggy like younger and learning that. Like, yeah. I guess I'm spoiled because I'm, a, I'm like such a pup named Scooby-Doo fan. Like. That that TV show that's like three seasons of them all as kids and sure. and and Shaggy getting Scooby as a puppy and their adventures as kids that like I've already seen that story over and over and over again. Sure, and uh, so that I guess, but new audience, so we gotta I, I gotta keep. Well, it yeah, I mean, this all everything about this trailer screams like Illumination Studios. Oh, absolutely. I mean that that's is that who did it? I don't know. Oh, I'm you're just, right. I'm absolutely. just saying like that's that true. it screams that studio. It seems like something that is very in the ballpark of people like, hey, do you know Scooby Doo and Shaggy and Felma and Freddy and and all of everybody from the Mystery Gang like yeah. and all that shit? Mm-hmm. But you didn't grow up in the '60s, '70s, and you know through the modern day yeah. whenever we were kids and they were still making new movies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Well, do you like minions? This is like take your kids to something that yeah. you were into. Yeah, it's, it's when very, you were a it's kid very much thing. like one of those things that yeah, I get from them. They fair. even have those little alien creatures that kind of are like this movie's versions of minions, if you will. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. What did they? What did uh, Scoob say whenever they got in the spaceship? He thought they were in IKEA. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're they're, they're wise cracking jokes that are like play off of like stuff that would be more modern day audience. Yeah, it wasn't like absolutely. stupid. 60s, 70s. I feel like it's always 60s. It's more 70s, 80s, I guess, was the Scooby-Doo yeah. generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's not like your 70s, 80s, like shitty puns and stuff like that. But um, With the audience backtrack on it and everything. Yeah, stuff Laughing like that. Track. But, I mean, it, it's like I said, this is, a, this is bringing light to Scooby-Doo 
into a newer generation. And I think mm-hmm. for what they have going on it, it's it played off pretty cute, and I think it'll play really well. It's not a movie that I'll go to the theaters to see, no. but I'll check it out whenever yeah. it's on video and stuff, especially if it comes to like a streaming service or yeah. something to that effect. But it seems pretty neat. Yeah. But I, I, I can get that vibe for like where it'll be very hit or miss for a yeah. lot of people, yeah, especially people that like, like you know, you or me. Like I grew up watching like what uh, Scooby Doo, where are you? Yeah. Or if you watched Pup Named Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. I didn't really watch that. So yeah. I would not that I didn't get into it. It just wasn't my bag. But yeah. uh, this is going to play to a new generation yeah. of people like us that loved it, and this is going to be their introduction to it. Kind of exactly. A thing. They're just find means to kind of weave it back into Absolutely. some kind of a popular. It's got to keep going and. I um I just they they have a I don't know I love Matthew Lillard as the Scooby voice or the Shaggy oh, I voice. Can't I mean, Scoob. yeah, he's so good at it and uh, so willing to do it still. Mm-hmm. And uh, who did it for this? Do you know? Uh, is I it? don't remember. I don't. I didn't know if it was. Well, there's there's, there's Mark Wahlberg, Zac Efron. Let's see what's cast list. Blue Falcon. Okay. Zac Efron's Fred. Okay. Where are we, Shaggy? Will Forte. Will Forte. Okay, I, didn't I knew know it was that. Will Forte because it's like a bunch of people like in their early thirties, and then Will Forte as Shaggy, <laughs> uh, which I thought was kind of a weird. Uh, like... Mark Wahlberg's probably the same as Will Forte, maybe even older. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg I think is a little bit older than Will Forte. Uh, Amanda Seyfried as Daphne. Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, that's young version. Yeah, McKenna Grace. Jason Isaacs is in it as Dick, Dick Dastardly. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize that Dastardly and, and uh, so probably Muttley's probably in here too. Maybe. Um, let's I see. like that it's Jason Isaacs. <laughs> Frank I love Welker, Jason Isaacs. who I think has played Scooby Doo in he the He has most done the voice for Scooby Doo for a very long time. Frank Welker has? Yes. Really? Yes, I'm almost positive. Let's see, like, who took it after Casey uh, Kasem yep. didn't? Yeah, because he's been doing it for a long time. Okay. Scooby Doo and the Guess Who 2019s. He also does voices for. Um, Transformers. Oh, as well. Oh, like the like the big movies, the movies and the cartoons. Oh, okay, too. He's Megatron. I'm trying to go. Back I just saw it um, on that to a long time ago. Yeah, so he's <laughs> here we are. voice actors. That's where you need to get into. Get to into some animation. They have a. That's all this of... guy. That's all this guy did. Yeah. See, yeah. look, Scooby Doo and the Dino Mutt. He did the voice for Fred. He was Fred then. Okay, mm-hmm. wow. At that point in time, so whenever Casey was doing the, yeah. that voice, he was the voice for Fred back in the day. Yeah, I was a. <laughs> That's cool. So many huh. things. He's got a huge Heathcliff. He was in Heathcliff as Dingbat. Flintstone comedy show. Mm-hmm. Richie Rich. Looney Looney. Looney Bugs Bunny movie. Huh. Tons of. He's got a, a lot huge of Fred. voice credit. He's got a lot of a lot of Fred. A lot of Fred Jones there. Nice. Um, I don't know who the other ones are. Um, let's see. Ken Jong's. Yep, Dynamut Dog Wanderers in there. Okay. Ken Jong. Young Shaggy is some little kid. Tracy Morgan in it. Captain Caveman. They're, they're throwing wow. in a bunch of shit. So they're in there. doing yeah. like all the Han- a lot okay. of Hanna Barbera. Yeah. It. Deep dive into it. It makes me wonder if we'll see not just that, like eventually, like in the credits, if we see like a what's a grape ape? We'll oh yeah, Hanna Barbera too. Mm-hmm. We'll like see stuff like that maybe. Yeah. Oh, Chris Columbus is a is a producer. That oh does, boy, that does not bode well. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's a, that's something. Yeah, it is something. Um, but you know what else is something? Soul. 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 This uh, looks like it's gonna be kind of cool, kind of music driven uh, Pixar flick mm-hmm. um, about somebody dying. 
essentially, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's wondering where your soul goes whenever yeah. you perish, if you have a soul. Yeah, I mean, that's what kind it's hearkening on. I think this will probably spark some heavy political you debate, think? not political, but uh, religious. spiritual religious base yeah. debates. Because there are people out there like, well, I don't even think I have a soul. Why would you make a movie about soul that's showing that Pixar believes in in religion? Well, they did Coco without I'm any kind being, of issue. I'm being stupid. I, I, don't, Coco I really was don't done think really it's well. going to pull off. I think it's going to do because it was as well. You know, afterlifey kind of in that. Yeah, uh, this is different, I guess, because it's more. It's not kid driven, whereas Coco was very kid driven. This is very much an adult that. Uh, and I like to play on like the fact that he's kind of a, a soul musician, mm-hmm. and then also dies and has his soul doing. But things. his like soul sparks and gets bigger as he like closer toward his death and yeah. stuff like that because he's like, you see him like working his office job and talking about how like you have to break up the mountain and you can't do things that you don't love. Yeah, you, we are living life to do what we love, and if yeah. you don't do what you love, you're not living life. Which I love that and message. You, you see him like what am I doing? And knocks yeah. all the shit off his desk and starts picking up an instrument to start playing the soul mm-hmm. music and stuff. And oh yeah, it's yeah. really awesome. I love that message. That's yeah, perfect. So I'm in for it just on that. Um, keeping with kind of a kid vibe, uh, we talk about Wendy a little bit. I know you didn't get a chance to watch mm-hmm. that one. So Wendy is uh, another Peter Pan movie. I'm Peter. a sucker for these classic uh, stories. Like you could give me nine. Is this Hook? No, it's not quite Hook. Is it real uh, life? People? Is it real life people humans? or is it animation? Yeah, it's humans. It's humans. Okay. That's, uh, I didn't know what, yeah, yeah. what no, it was. I haven't seen anything of it. Uh, really. So, um, anything. You give me. Wendy, like this? Yeah, you could okay. give me 900 Wizard of Oz movies, Alice in Wonderland movies, Peter Pan's, any of these classic things. But this is kind of uh, very grounded, um, kind of a kid movie. Like, not a kid movie, but a, a movie about kids. It's. It's Wendy and Peter and um, the Lost Boys as they are children and kind of going uh, through their their town or wherever they're at in London. Maybe there's uh, a trailer for it. Yeah, it didn't look like there's like there's only three people marked on the cast. Oh, really? There's yeah. a bunch of people, a bunch of kids in there. No, I was just saying like it's that's weird. Quick, see full cast. Maybe they don't and know all these kids' names. Two two people: like. Angela Darling, Wendy, and then a voice actor. Huh? And that's it. Wow. Hmm. Um, and then them going to Neverland and fighting pirates. And uh, I just, this looks like an indie film, but with some money behind it. Like the way that it's not polished, it's not what you're used to seeing Peter Pan kind of done in. Um, but I, like I said, I'm a sucker for a Peter Pan kind of story. It almost looks like it's it's an indie film version of of Peter Pan. It's it doesn't look like fantasyful to me. No, it's kind of Goonies. It's kind of Peter Pan Goonies a little bit. Um, they didn't even show anybody cast as Peter Sloth. Pan um, in it. But yeah, it looks it looks really good. I'm excited for that. That's a that might be a Valentine's Day release as well. Wow. <laughs> like I said, I think they're like there's gonna hot, be a hot commodity for uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. This Day gonna, year. You don't even know what you're gonna watch. Mm-mm. Talk about the servant. Go ahead, servant. Uh, I saw a minute long trailer. You saw a trailer. Uh, this this movie looks a little uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out. Uh, I think the end of the month. It's a TV show, not a movie. I yes, just, I, I messed it up. Um, this is a M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong uh, coming at you with a new a new thing. Uh, so essentially, we have a husband and a wife, and they have recently suffered from their. They have a small child that passed away, a baby infant, 
um, maybe not even very fresh out of out of the womb. Um, pa- excuse me, passes away, and uh, and so in coping with that, the husband gets the the wife this baby doll, a uh, very realistic kind of creepy looking baby doll, I might add. Um, and this is, she treats this baby like it's real and uh, like it it needs to be fed and needs to be changed and all of these things. And they have baby monitors in the house and all that. And just kind of a weird setup. I mean, it's it's sad, you know, in, in the coping with that and whatnot. And then she hires a nanny uh, to take care of this baby during the day. And the the nanny is very kind of odd and uh, starts taking care of the baby as if it were real as well. And and one side you're like, oh, wow, she's just kind of buying into this to help with the wife coping with things. And that's very sweet of her. And that's nice. On the other hand, it's very kind of like they're taking it a little bit too far mm-hmm. and that the wife and the um, the babysitter are kind of on the same page, kind of same wavelength about this baby doll that the husband is not part of at all. And I don't know any of these actors. They're not kind of big no names except for Rupert Grint, who pay, plays the husband's friend, who is also very confused by the fact that they're hiring a babysitter for the fake baby um, in all of this. But it looks like it has, I'm sure it will have some sort of mystery or twist or... Uh, continuation of the story as it is M. Night Shyamalan, and he does tell a really good kind of creepy weird story. It almost story. seems like something like where maybe the nanny like visualizes the child being so real and plays so heavily into it that maybe she tries to like take the baby for her own and kidnap it kind of a yeah. thing. You know what I mean? It turns it into that kind of drama. Or, and it gets so like almost like borderline like ridiculous to a certain that extent. Like the mom's just like, she took the baby and the dad's just like, we can make another one. Yeah. Or thing. <laughs> does the babysitter turn the wife on the husband? Like he doesn't even believe that this is a real yeah, kid. Kind of and like, thing. they kind of pair up and are and like taking on him. Yeah. And almost like go after him because uh-huh. he doesn't believe in this. Could be something. Like, yeah. Uh, but it looks interesting. It's on uh, Apple TV Plus. If you get an iPhone or an iPad this holiday season, you will receive a year of this uh, subscription. Full free? Full free. Uh, so you can check it out with that. Um, I'm going to try to check it out. I, I haven't. Um, I don't feel like I've watched the last couple of M. Night Shyamalan uh, things he's done, unfortunately. But I always have always. Glass. I haven't watched Glass. That's the so one last one I haven't yeah. watched. Yeah. Yeah, Glass is the last one. I haven't watched that. Mm-hmm. But I always dig his stuff. Yeah, me too. I think it's always been consistent. Like, we've had a bunch of people over the course of years just been dogging on M. Night Shyamalan, yet me and you have always consistently mm-hmm. been fans of his Absolutely. work. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's all the trailer I have. I got a couple more for you. Cool. Go ahead. Um, the Witcher. Did you oh, watch yeah, The Witcher trailer? I watched trailer? The Witcher trailer, yeah. That's, uh, um, I accidentally you erased it. You in? You on? You would like it? You in it? I like it, yeah. Yeah. I'm I excited to see what it's at. It's already got greenlit for season two. I saw that. Yeah. Um, saw that. So we're going to definitely be getting a season two. Uh, I don't know it, if it's good or bad. I mean, everything I've seen from the trailers, it reminds me of the direction they're going with this is following, like we talked about before, specifically following the book series. It's not trying to take a lot of notes from like the games and yeah. stuff because the games do follow the books pretty closely, but it kind of has its own turns and stuff that it takes itself just to kind of make it a little bit more pleasing to play and whatnot. I see. Um, but this is supposed to be following, like this whole first season is supposed to follow Last Wish the entire time. And um, 
I'm excited for it. If it plays out well, it could be almost like a Game of Thronesian type yeah. thing, but with more, even more action and like tons of like dark magic and shit. Okay, which Games of Thrones had some dark magic and not, stuff like that played into, but not lot. like what this will have. Okay, this is going to be very like not, nowhere near the amount of like monsters and shit like that. Like what this is going to have because this okay. is all. I mean, he's he's a monster hunter. You yeah, know, he like fights what monsters and demons. He's the Witcher. But is what is what is he a Drolf? type of creature? No, he's he, as a he kind of turns as a Witcher. He has that ability. He has that power, and it helps him be able to have a foresight and ability to fight and kill these creatures. Okay, it almost gives him like supernatural powers. Nice, just to help him be able to combat the creatures of the night. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, it, to me, it looks like if you if you at all dug uh, Game of Thrones, this is definitely going to be a no brainer to at least check out the the first episode of it and yeah. and get involved in it because it seems very like that and then I watched a trailer for a, uh, a a Nick Cage movie called Color Out of Space uh, which is oh. uh, I think uh, derives from an an HP Lovecraft story um, if I'm not mistaken and essentially is uh, this like purple <laughs> light HP Lovecraft's Color Out of Space yeah uh, this like purple light like starts to Invade is the wrong word. Kind of shows up, and just weird, kind of alieny type things happen. Uh, Nick Cage is definitely playing like a a dad uh, kind of role in this. Like it's in the only synopsis of it says the town is struck by a meteorite and the fallout is catastrophic. Oh yeah, there is a meteorite in it. That's all it says. Speaking of meteorite, did you see where St. Louis had a a, a meteor kind of come down? Mm-mm. Uh, I, there's a pretty cool picture of it. Search it. Uh, Search it out. That's all I got for trailers. Uh, it looks like it might be a medium, at best movie, but I just thought it'd be worth that talking about. That's kind of most of uh, most of his movies these yeah. days, with the exception I've still never watched it, but I kind of wanted to watch that Mandy movie because I've heard a lot of good movies. This is by the about. the person who did Mandy. Yeah, and I've heard good things about. This is like that the movie. director or writer or whatever from Mandy is me that streaked over Missouri yeah, weighs about two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre. Or instead of the video. Yeah, look at that thing. Damn, that's dude. not doctored or anything. So did it hit in Saint like in? I don't know Missouri? where it hit oh, or anything like that. There's uh, the streak it shows. It doesn't look like it actually made groundfall. Uh, yeah, it's did weird. It? I think it makes a, a noise or something even in the video. Uh, but it looked pretty wild. It was a see NASA says a meteor seen streaking through the sky. There's the video. Yeah. Streaking through the sky behind the gateway arch, gateway arch in St. Louis was a basketball-sized hunk of rock that broke off from an asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. Huh. It's from an asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. There's only one <laughs> asteroid belt between Mars oh, and Jupiter. Yeah, it's just it's the belt. It's the belt. <laughs> yeah, that's what separates those planets. That's funny. Uh, you can Saint, yeah. see it from South Dakota and Minnesota. Yeah, determined cool. that the approximate 220-pound rock, a 220-pound rock that size was the size of a basketball. basketball. That's a heavy basketball. That's some fucking crazy space rock, space man. Rock. It weighs as much as I do, <laughs> and it's the size of a basketball. That's nuts. <laughs> Traveling through the sky on Monday night at 33,500 miles per hour, <laughs> causing a sonic boom, which is the noise that you must have said that you yeah. hear in the video. Yeah. NASA weather satellite helped the agency confirm it was brighter than Venus in the sky, making it a fireball. Huh. Damn, dude. It broke into pieces 12 broken, miles above ground. So, so it, it when it came down, it shattered into pieces, pieces of what was left. And whatnot. 
You have to make you shit your pants whenever that ha- you right. hear that noise, and then whenever it breaks into pieces outside your house randomly, you just hear and it's just rocks hitting your car or you're in your house and shit like that, and you're just like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, scary as shit, dude. Absolutely. You want to talk about some news? Yeah, let's talk about some news. All right. Uh, let's talk about BlizzCon 2019. All right, lay it was on, on your radar at all. Not um, at all. So they've had some apologies to make because of the uh, the whole China thing that we talked about. China. They had the China, They the, the guy that was in support of China oh, from, yeah, yeah. The, from the tournament. And you're talking about. Um, and then they had to uh, kind of silence him and whatnot. They made some apologies for that, but they it was more apologizing for something else that was not. It directly apologizing to the person at all. So they didn't. They like made we, we're sorry. We're that. sorry that it was a thing. Um, we're sorry that not to him. You got did, mad. They didn't give him his money back. They didn't reinstate his shit, but they just still apologized. Mm. Um, to make up for their apology, they announced and showcased Overwatch Two. Um, so Overwatch, which is the four v four multiplayer, like just a regular PvP type of game. Um, came out a couple of years back, and it was a great game. I, I love it. I played it to death whenever it first came out. It's a really fun game type. Um, introduced a lot of these unique different characters that you would find out eventually. They all have kind of stories together that they were part of an organization called the Overwatch, and the Overwatch itself uh, was the protector of humanity. Um, but there was some event that ended up happening that made them disband from one another, and they just don't associate with one another anymore. Hmm. There are some of the members that still try to fight for what's right, and then there are some that, like, this guy, one guy became a bounty hunter. There's other people that are just straight up, like, villains or evil people now and whatnot, and they just go rogue, and they rob people and shit like that with their powers. And um, so to give those story contexts and stuff like that, they, they make comics and stuff out of it, too, Not uh, throughout the years. Oh, okay. Um, and they're really cool. They had them for free on, I think, Comicsology for a long time. I think they're still, they might still be oh, free wow. as well. Um, but it's a really cool story getting to learn, dive into some of those uh, characters lower. That's what the stories are. Like each issue dives into a singular character and talks about like their origin story, essentially. Um, but to give kind of some more context to different things, we're coming out with Overwatch 2, which will still have uh, the same PvP modes as they've always had. Um, so you'll have your new maps, uh, probably a new character or two that they'll throw in some new skins and stuff like that. But then it's actually going to have a PVE mode in it as well. So it'll allow, uh, you know, four players to get together to combat like maybe waves or hordes of enemies and stuff like that. But they're using that PVE mode to kind of have more of a storytelling element behind it as well. Gotcha. And I think it's supposed to take place like years before. Like the trailer that the showcase was actually showing all of the members like as part of Overwatch again, so it was like the first time you actually got to see them like as part of a group, and it was like an eight minute long trailer, and it showcased some of the stuff that happens that leads up to the incident of gotcha. what would end up breaking them apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were fighting a villain. His name's like Doomfist, I think is his name or whatever. But he's, uh, but it all kind of systematically leads up to that and whatnot. But. They showcased that trailer. The trailer's pretty cool. If you liked Overwatch, it's going to basically essentially be more of the same. Uh, they showcased uh, a trailer for the next World of Warcraft expansion, Shadowlands. It looks like they're going to go uh, watch they've been kind of doing. They've been kind of deep diving back into some of the classic uh, Warcraft and Warcraft 3 uh, lore and stuff with their storytelling and adding those into the game to kind of expand more on the world even. Hmm. Um, so they're kind of going back to uh, a the character future. that was from uh, Wrath of the Lich King expansion 
to kind of bring him back to the forefront and be like, hey, this bad guy's back, and he's worse than ever, kind of ah. a thing, one of those situations. So they're trying to re-drum up some more, uh, like, subscriptions and, and hmm. excitement for this by bringing back old classic villains gotcha. and stuff like that. Um, seems cool. The biggest announcement of it was that finally Diablo 4 got announced. Yeah. And Diablo 4 so is had now a trailer about the maybe trailer was sort. really fucking dark. Yeah. Like dark dark. Like I didn't expect it to go that dark. Like there was like literally blood sacrifices and shit in there to uh bring about uh the daughter of the devil. What's her name? In uh, real life the devil has a daughter? Yeah, what's uh I can't remember. Diabla. No. Bielzeva. I'm going to know it. What is it? Devil's daughter name, not Elib. Nope, not Lucifer Fila. Not the other lady. Uh, I can't think of her not name. Not the vampire right lady. No. You know what I'm talking about? Vampire lady? Yeah, like the the lady before Eve. Before Eve. It was Adam and Steve. Not <laughs> Steve. Uh, what's her name? She's real big in True Blood. Um, she was the... Yeah, before main villain. Lilith. Yeah, Lilith is yep. uh yeah. Yeah. She was the she was before before Eve there was Lilith. Okay. Uh she was she was the And this they're saying it's it's Diablo's daughter. Oh, okay. Like That's cool. She's she's being born from this like blood sacrifice and the blood forms together and almost makes this like weird, almost fleshy skin thing at the end of the cinematic. And you see her like doing the weird like i'm pushing through kind of a thing breaking through and she comes out and then the skin thing almost looks like it's like her gown that she's wearing nice it's like really fucking weird is she and covered dark in blood? evil yes okay yeah it's in it's, true blood she's covered in blood too yeah it's super like i said like dark and evil and weird there she is no that's love yeah nice. that's love that's what i mean that this is like this was uh, all blood from the sacrifice but it like is attached to her and now and it almost looks like a a weird cape kind of a thing nice. but yeah, so she's uh, she's been resurrected, and that's where the story's kind of going. She's like the villainous of the story now. Okay. Um, but it looks really awesome. They showcase some of the stuff that's been changed into uh, the combat of it. It's got a lot of classic tropes from uh, like Diablo and Diablo Two that people are really excited about. The way that uh, the random loot, loot rolls will go um, to get like people used to play Diablo Two religiously. They yeah. still do to this day because no matter how many times you go through a dungeon, you can get different gear and stuff like mm. that. And obviously every piece of gear has probably been found, but you can get better and better versions oh, sure. of that gear. And it always completely re-rolls. And they're adding that mechanic back into the game. Um, they're adding in some other different kind of loot systems that almost seem like it's kind of reminiscent, like they're taking Diablo and that old loot system and they're mixing it with like the menu system and stuff that you have in Destiny, oh. to where you can kind of micromanage your character and mm -hmm. see what the outfits look like on them and whatnot, in, like in person yeah. and whatnot. Um, which is really cool to me anyway. I like that aesthetic of uh, of Destiny. I've always liked being able to see the gear on the person too, plus seeing its stats on the side. Definitely. Um, but a lot of people are really high on it right now. I think that that was an apology. That was apology enough for them. You know what I mean? I was was releasing Diablo 4's announcement i think that's what blizzard thought but i was just that i was just that's like funny. their apology you'd have to watch that video because i was just after they were kind of saying like they were sorry but they weren't saying they were sorry nice. i was just like oh fuck. it was a very Come political on, yeah. apology essentially like they were just kind of like we have to say this because we're saying that kind of a thing and i'm just like then just don't fucking say it yeah don't if don't you don't mean it, it don't yeah. say it what's the point <laughs> jeez what you got um i got a lot of a uh, handful of music news 
handful uh, to throw your way. Uh, we've got Can I see it? the uh, the My Chemical Romance announcing their reunion. Oh. Um, we have uh, Rage Against the Machine announcing their reunion. Yeah. And we have the Black Crows announcing their reunion. <gasps> all for 2020. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> um, so those are all very exciting pieces of news. They're all uh, three very monumental Wait, bands. What did Black Crows sing? Um, oh, gosh. Um, you would ask me this. It's not Counting Crows. No, Crowning Crows is totally different. It's Mr. Jones. And Mr. Jones is Counting That's Crows. what I thought of at first. Whenever yeah. I, that's why I went, Wah. Oh, which still doesn't. Yeah, so those are all exciting. They're all announcing. Uh, uh, I think uh, Black Crows is definitely announcing a tour. Um, I, Rage looks like they're playing some festivals, and right mm-hmm. now it looks like Kim, My Chemical Romance also has mm-hmm. festivals and then, lined as up. Of today, System of a Down announced that they're going to be doing some tour dates again in 2020. Really? Yep. I uh, I don't see it going well. I don't either, but I mean they're they're they, touring. They've already they signed seem, up for the shit. Uh, I think it was John that was talking recently about like he has not. He was kind of apologizing for their performance on their last few shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we don't practice, and it's egos that get in the way. He said, "Yeah, they, yeah. Dude, we don't practice. It's ego, egos that get in the way." And he said, "I feel like our performances yeah. have been piss poor." Yeah, and he said, "I'm really sorry to our fans," yeah. but I, he's like, "He said I'm trying to do the best I can." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and he's been out of any like he's got to be the because and Shavo doesn't seem like he gets involved in no, anything either. It's the but two. He doesn't. We know who it is, but he doesn't really even talk about like he's very pu- private. It seems like, but John every so often will be like, "Yeah." There's a bunch of shitbags in this band, and that's why you don't get any music. Sorry, guys. Like, in so many words, he's very honest about how everything's going. And you got to love his balls for doing that because he then has to go in a room with the other two guys, with Serge and Darren, and play music with them after stirring off the shit. For old time's sake, give me a brainwashing. I don't know what you mean. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? You used to do it a lot, and you used to do it perfect and high pitched, just like Darren. <laughs> Brainwashing. Um, yeah, so that's new music. New new music news. Uh, Foo Fighters have an album uh, that they will be releasing next year. Uh, Dave Grohl, uh, I quote, is saying that it's. Um, it's about he, time He says it's fucking weird They never put out enough music He says it's fucking weird Is what he <laughs> said about it So that's exciting for it And then last on my music news uh, Gerard Way is uh, penciled in To be doing the soundtrack For Clerks 3 Really? Yep Kevin has oh, asked him yeah, to Yeah Because he was talking about Gerard Way And then they made the connection That Gerard Way and Joe Rogan Are cousins Really? Because they, uh, it was at Kevin's. Uh, Kevin was on Joe Rogan Experience. Okay. And they were talking to each other, and he was mentioning about that, and then they were talking about the family stuff, and then they found out down the road that they're actually like second cousins. That's funny. And he was just like, "Holy shit, I'm related to the dude from My Chemical Romance." That's because <laughs> yeah, Kevin loves Gerard. Yeah, he's like absolutely obsessed with him. So that's very cool. I'm excited for that. So I want I have a specific take about this that I'm I I have with it but I kind of wanted to spit it out to you. Okay. Kojima Productions, uh, namely Hideo Kojima, has now stated that um, after the success of Death Stranding mm-hmm. and uh, spe- and other things that they've got coming down the pike, because they're working on other projects and stuff too now. Um, that in the future they're inter- very 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 interested and have uh, drummed up interest from other companies to helping them making feature films. Oh. So just diving straight into not just like storytelling experience in that That's sense. That's kind of cool. But through feature films. My thought of this is, 
I don't think Hideo Kojima could write something that's less than 40 or 60 hours. Oh, that's interesting. And I think that he and him telling a story like Death Stranding in the spans of like a two to three season arc of something mm-hmm. like that, like a short story and do it like, hey, we're just going to write two seasons worth of something yeah. and that's the story. You know what I mean? Do it mm-hmm. like 10 or 15 episodes yeah. a piece or something like that or whatever and do that would be absolutely perfect. That'd be cool. I don't, the, like I said, I'm not joking. Like the What all is... What's all his? Kojima? Yeah. Everything that's Metal Gear. Okay. Anything that's tied to that. Mm-hmm. Um, he had another series that he wrote in the 90s called Police Knots. Okay. It's like a space space police type okay. of thing. It's really cool and unique. Um, it's almost like an FMV type game, like okay. a v- just full motion video, and you kind of interact with mm-hmm. it in that way. Um, they have got uh, Zone of the Enders is his, which is like a space mech game. It's basically like Earth is shit. And it's it's done. Like we've tapped the resources, mm-hmm. and now we have to live in colonies in space. Gotcha. And they built up these colonies. I think the colonies around Jupiter that the the central story takes place mm-hmm. in, and it's about this kid who finds it stumbles across this lost uh, mech okay. named Jehuti, and he like basically forms a bond with the AI that's tied to Jehuti. And with the mech itself, and he becomes like this primary pilot for it. And they find this lost mech is like the best quote unquote mech that's been like ever designed, and it's been gone. And there's a brother to it named Anubis, and this like shitbag that's like a horrible politician owns uh, and operates uh, Anubis, and he wants to have all these mechs to basically kind of rule this colony and other colonies under his thumb, yeah. be kind of like a galactic empire in mm-hmm. a way, if you will. To have like one central thing under his rule, and he feels like having JOT would help him do that. Uh-huh. So you eventually uh, work your way through until like the final battle of the first zone of the Enders is, is JOT versus Anubis at the end of it, and mm-hmm. you have to fight that guy. And there's been a sequel to it. There was a zone of the Enders two called okay. the Second Runner. It's about a different guy who finds uh, who gets JOT in that sense. And the original pilot is in that game too, but in a different mech. Like he comes back, uh, and he's just like, "Well, I guess it chose you now." Did he do the the game with Ellen Page in it? The Last of Us? No, no, no. The one with Ellen Page. Oh, um, I can't remember what it is. I'm not helpful with that part. Uh, two Souls. Yeah, Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. No, that is not him. Who's that? Uh, fuck. And they did the, another one that was like really hyper realistic with done, an actor. They've done a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, they did Indigo Prophecy. They did uh, Heavy Rain. Yeah, it's the same Rain. studio. Yeah. I can't think of the name of that studio okay. for the you don't life of me. But it's not. I Kojima. wanted to say it was Quantum Mechanics, but I think I'm wrong. I see. It's not Kojima. No, okay. his primary focus has always been Metal Gear. He made the first Metal Gear game on Nintendo, the original mm-hmm. Nintendo, whenever he was only like 22, and he made that wow. entire game by himself. Hmm. And it has like a story to it and stuff like that. And it was super unique at the time too, because that game does focus on like as much as it's like he looks like a ju- snake looks like a jungle commando type of thing coming into like yeah. the middle of a jungle. The game like focuses and it had stealth, and it was like the first game of its type to actually even have that kind of a thing. Like, oh. hey, if you wanted to, you could try to hide behind this je- uh, this jeep and the little. 8-bit guy would walk by it instead of like just chasing straight after you or something like that and it would ignore you and you could Uh, sneak past and stuff like that. It actually inspired the stealth genre. That was like his whole thing. That's all the games have like stealth, tactical action and stuff like that tied to them. Hmm. Um, But I feel like, like I said, through like Death Stranding since it has such like a almost what I've experienced of it so far, 
like a Abrams esque quality to its storytelling with like a lost type of sense. Yeah. I think him writing a TV show would probably be the best. Yeah, for TV's it, probably he's used to long form narrative. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, I feel like he could probably pull off something short form, and it will almost be like a very quote unquote short story for him. But I don't know how well that would actually play up. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. I uh, got a little bit of Star Wars news for you. Just a little? Just a little bit. Uh, that doesn't touch on anything else. Uh, so they have announced that there will be a Star Wars manga coming out uh, revolving around Luke Skywalker. Cool. Coming out uh, next year. Uh, this will be kind of an adaptation. It's called Legends of Luke Skywalker. Um, that would be an adaptation of the anthology novel uh, Journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi, The Legends of Luke Skywalker. Uh, which is uh, one of the kind of junior novels that's leading up to Last so Jedi. So this manga is supposed to be like him actually forming his like Jedi Temple and stuff, yeah. and training band yeah, and stuff like that. Kind, kind of, of filling in that that time gap of that's that cool. 30 years in there. So we're going to get to see a, a manga of it. I, I've read a few of the Star Wars manga, most of it being just adaptations of the uh, the, the, the regular uh, uh, episodic movies. Yeah. Um, and they've always been good. I don't have anything negative to say about them, um, so that's that's kind of cool. Um, in sad news, with the Galaxy's Edge, um, whether it's sad or not, and not really sad, they uh, have decided to change some of the names of the menu items. Uh, so they went like food. Yeah, they went really hardcore into the restaurants, uh, changing. They had all of the names. Like if you wanted a, a plate of like uh, of like roast beef, uh, you weren't asking for roast beef like it was whatever shit was on mm. there and you it was like you I'm, i would like a plate of roast tauntaun please yes yeah exactly um but they didn't it didn't say like in parentheses beef or anything beside it oh yeah so they're going to uh the paraphrase what's they're going to real names like ingredients of it no they're they're gonna go away from the tauntaun so why didn't they, they should just do that though but they're then just, underneath say like what, what it is like it's way like, more uh, like be like roast beef sandwich yeah. with cheddar on a brioche bun or exactly. something like that yeah like, why do you got to be dumb about it? Yeah. I mean, I would still yeah. love to go to a place and be like, yeah. I would like some uh, salacious, yes. roasted salacious crumb. Yes. On it. I wonder where we're going to see that at. I don't know. It sounds delicious, though. Um, the one in the cage looks so sad. But at the same time, I was just like, I fucking hated salacious crumb so much. He, if, that was, felt, if that was him, got what he deserved. I feel like that was yeah, like was. that was I'm fan not... service yeah. to anybody that was frustrated yeah. with that character. So was that eyeball, too, from whenever he's getting ready to get yes. onto the job. And then the eyeball, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Yeah, I felt like that was the, like, Oh, did you hate Salacious Crumb and mm-hmm. the Muppet-esque things that were in Return of the Jedi? We're going to see them burn. <laughs> like, yeah. That was like... They even... It didn't matter. There was a lot of Muppet stuff that was in this, oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I, I like that a lot. And it ties into it well. Um, so they're they're doing that, which I agree. And I feel like they're doing that with... I don't know for sure, but with the bar side of it, like you go and get a blue milk, like it probably tells you what's in a blue milk. Yeah. So why not just do that with the... They have a non-alcoholic version of Blue yeah. Milk too, right? Exactly. Because yeah. I think I've watched uh, Matt's brother, Nathan, went mm-hmm. to there with his wife. Oh, nice. And uh, whenever they were down there... Matt from there. UGC? Matt from the UGC. Nice. As as heard from on Bonus Pod Episode 5. 
You are good at remembering stuff. I am. I had actually I had. A, I have a game that I I kind of developed. Okay. That I'm going to do whenever we come up to another milestone. Okay. Think in episode seventy five. Okay. Because nice. it's a milestone. <laughs> Absolutely. But, it's a quarter of a hundred. Yeah. Three quarters of a hundred. But I, mean. I thought it'd be really fun. I'm going to go through every episode. I'm just going to preface the game. Um, I, I'm going to have <laughs> us go episodes one through seventy four at oh, that point. No. Including bonus pods, and we'll random roll something like on there. I'll set the yeah. roll to be like one through seventy four or something yeah. like that, and I'll land on an episode. And I'm going to ask if you potentially remember the title of the episode. Oh no! Just by happenstance, just by if you don't, then I'll tell you the title. And based off of the title, I have to guess what happened. You have to guess what happened in that episode. I like this. <laughs> I like this game a lot. Like, I will not. I know. think we probably talked about blah blah blah. Or here's the better part. Tell me why the episode is named the way it's named. That'll because be good. most of the stuff is has that. What was the joke I can that was that. tied to that? And that'll yeah. be like a 75th anniversary I like game. This. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, and then last but not least on the, uh, the Star Wars side of things, they have announced a stage adaptation of Star Wars for Japan. <gasps> I'm super excited for this. And um, Good night, honey. <laughs> I, uh, it's called Star Wars Kabuki. Uh, and it's expected to interpret the franchise's theme of family, love, and loss through an iconic form of Japanese dance drama. As Ibizo, uh, who is in charge of this, says in a statement, the performance will be enjoyable whether you're a Star Wars lover or a Kabuki lover. I don't know much about Kabuki, um, but I am... I rub it to Kabuki. I am super pumped, and I started thinking of all the ways that Star Wars A New Hope could be developed into a stage play, and I think it could work. Very easily. Probably. Like, there's some, I think there's some movies that don't play well, but I think especially a new Spider Man Into the Dark. No, I mean, (laughs) I bet, like, uh, there's there's a lot of Star Wars stories that maybe wouldn't play well, but a new hope, I think, is. (laughs) I should hear somebody be like, Anakin, I have the higher ground. Not a musical. (laughs) I mean, just like a stage show. But it would be really cool to have a musical (laughs) version of that, though. You know? I don't know. Yeah. I would, would I mean, I'd it watch would it. Well. You know, you I would. would. Uh, but, but yeah, I just started thinking about how I think easy it would be to adapt A New Hope into a stage play. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there's not a lot of... You could get by with very few I set pieces. Stage hands that are wearing all black whenever they play Binary Suns, and you just see them, like, slightly <laughs> see their arms, like, holding the suns going in the sunset while Luke's, like, looking... Luke looks stage left watching the Binary Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> like you could get by with so much, and and like something even as simple as that, you don't even need the suns. He just looks off to the side, like, and the details that go into there don't have to go into it. I think it's cool. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm not into that. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has now surpassed Street Fighter Two as the best-selling fighting game of all time. Street Fighter Two. He was the best selling. Okay. Not anymore. Smash Brothers Ultimate. The newest oh. Smash Brothers has now beat it out. It is now Dang. the best selling fighting game of all time. You said you liked a lot. It's great. It's good stuff. I'm gonna rapid fire some gaming stuff yeah, too. Gorilla Games uh, officially confirmed that we're actually right now working on the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. It's in the it's actually in the works. They've I been, really want to get back into they, playing that game. They have some uh the 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 main director of Horizon Zero Dawn was actually in um 
Death Stranding. Like oh, you, yeah. you see like a hologram of him in there, and he's talking to your character at one point in time, congratulating himself. And you see an a, a, an animated version of uh, Aloy and one of the robot droids that's in there too, like walking past him nice. in the background. So it was just kind of a nod because yeah. Kojima loves the guys from Gruel and loves that studio. Okay. So that was their nod to him. So then they kind of did a nod back to him too. And they, when they did that, they also kind of briefly announced that it was like, Hey, there's a sequel coming down the pike for from, from cool. us and whatnot. Um, I have one other gaming thing too. I can't find it. Oh yeah. Pokemon sword and shield having problems. Is it? It's out, right? It comes out Friday. Okay. So by the time this is out uh, been, next week, it'll be yeah. just a couple of days. The weekend yeah. it'll have passed and it'll be out. Um, um, but Friday also is when Star Wars comes out, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fallen Order comes Fallen out Jedi Friday Fallen as well. Yeah. Yep. I saw the on Twitter there was a post that said we're sixty six outer hours away from it, and it was ah. like and it said like Order sixty six nice. all over it and stuff. And I thought it was kind of clever, mm-hmm. but um, I'm trying to see if I can pull up some of these images and stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on with it um, in recent times as far as that goes okay uh let me see where are we at so shut up and now you're just making it worse because i've already got it pulled up and i'm ready to talk i'm just gonna let you go though okay so what's been going on with pokemon uh game freak cut about three-fourths of the pokemon that they said were supposed to be on the library off they were toting, touting that they were supposed to be close to like seven to 800 Pokemon total that you could get in this game. Holy shit. But then they cut three-fourths of that out, and they're saying there's only like, I guess, like two to 300 now. Okay. Um, the reason was most of them. There's, there's remake. There's, there's other ones back. They've like cut out key Pokemon, though. So like they're like, hey, Charmander's back. Bulbasaur's back. But fuck Squirtle. Oh. Not even there. Weakers. No Squirtle. Weird That's choice weird. that you would just opt out of that, but yeah. whatever. Game Freak said that it was because there was a big graph because of the large graphical improvements with the Switch version and stuff, you know, like the first console game that's coming out, mm-hmm. that they didn't have uh, the like resources models. to actually make the models and stuff for it. But data miners had dug into the model works that were from Nintendo for the new game mm-hmm. and compared them. To old game, the last one that came out, which was Ultra Sun and Moon, and oh. Le- oh, from Let's Go as well too, yeah. But um, the character models haven't changed. Nothing's re- been redesigned. There's no resolution change. There's no sharpness. Um, so they lied. They lied to the well, people. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's that they're modeled for that game, though. What do you mean? Like just because they're modeled doesn't mean they're modeled for that game. Like. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't understand how they lied because they, they don't they, know the they, whole story. They said that there was going initially before, like no, prior no, no, to no I get that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. said there was supposed to be like seven or eight hundred Pokemon. That but were if supposed the to models come out. are the same, that doesn't mean anything. That just means that they hadn't figured out how to. They were that. saying not that they didn't figure out how to put it in there. The game doesn't have anything graphically that's different than what came out last year. Okay. The graphics are exactly the same. It's yeah. running off of the same engine. I got you. And that game last year had the original Pokemon plus a few more that was in there. And then the character models that they had in the game prior to that that shared similar character models was from Ultra Sun and Ultra yeah. Moon, which had more Pokemon than two or 300 in it. But granted, that's not a Switch title. It is not so a Switch So everything title. changes. Even, even if it's the same model, it's a totally different platform. Here's the other problems, though, too. So we have the Pokemons that have been removed. A number of them had been cut down substantially that's on there. Mm -hmm. They're also removing a large swath of moves. 
Huh. Um, so over 99 moves that were in Let's Go and stuff like that, they're, that are mainstay moves, like different hidden powers, like Pursuit, Cut, all these different things, mm-hmm. cutting out of the game completely. Um, and it was stuff that they had animations for that they already did in the other game too, gotcha. but they cut them out. See, people just know too much shit. I think that's the problem. Mediocre graphics, uh, which we talked about probably like 10 or 12 episodes ago. I showed you a side-by-side comparison to something that came out a couple of years ago from Nintendo. Yeah. Um, from like Breath of the Wild compared to the graphics of this. this but we also port. said it's different developer. It is a different developer, but that doesn't mean that they can't share the same assets. It's Nintendo. Sure, yeah, yeah. Game but Freak I mean, and then also Retro Studios mixed with Nintendo Don't proper. you dare start turning on this cuz we agreed that we were both excited about the fact that there's a Pokemon game. And oh. you were like, "I it's okay. Like it's fine." Other people, yeah, people are getting out of control. Uh, bad animations. Don't you change on me. <laughs> Don't so, go change. As compared to what was in the animations from Let's Go and Ultra Moon, Ultra Sun, your animations for, we'll say, for example, like an attack like Tail Whip. Sure. It was actual like fluid movement that you would mm-hmm. see. You would see the tail like move or whatever. The animations in this one have been jarred. Yeah. So it looks like the animations that they had from like Pokemon Red and Blue, yeah. where there's just like, yeah, I remember talking back and forth and stuff like that. And people are kind of upset that, like, why can't we just have those fluid animations mixed in with it? It doesn't, not a nostalgia factor at all. It just looks better that way. Um, cutscenes and restrictions because of uh, certain cutscenes and different things that they're doing. Uh, you don't have as much exploratory uh, as you used to have between older Pokemon games until closer toward the end of the game. I see. Um, you're very like much so funneled on a direct path, I like see. on rails versus being like, hey, I should go back and do this. And they'd be like, oh, sorry, the city's closed. You can't go back the way I you see. came. You yeah. have to go forward mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So there's no real like open exploration until you get closer toward the end of the game. A lot of people were kind of upset with that. I don't know why they have graphical oh graphical issue uh, from earlier test periods. Is there demos like yeah, out now? People that... that have review copies and stuff. Oh, okay. That was like, how do people even, how are people going off of betas anyways? Uh, That's not fair. There's pop-ins that are happening too. Um, so whenever... A draw distance for a game, for example, we'll say like Breath of the Wild again. Okay. I know different studio and stuff, sure, but that yeah, has nothing to do with it. Though. It could be a lowly studio that does this better than mm-hmm. what they do on here. Um, so whenever you walk up to a certain area or something like that, and you're getting her to walk into a town, uh, it will just be like, okay, well, I saw the city in the distance, but the city in the distance was basically like a JPEG that they slapped onto the screen. Oh, okay. But then uh, as you're gradually going closer, just be like, pop in. Okay. Oh, there's a building. Oh, here's another building. All okay. of a sudden, here's another building kind of a thing about. instead of just being like, what you, you can saw see the older whole... games. Yeah. That's an older, like kinda... older, like 64 style games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus like, you should just be able to see the city and gradually go into it or just give me that fucking JPEG. And then I walk into a loading screen whenever I go into the city. But yeah. at this point, we've had games that you walk into Cerulean and stuff or whatever on Let's Go uh, and and there's no pop in at all. Yeah. Everything's there and it's seamless. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, we've downgraded now on this version of this yeah. game. Um, it hasn't launched yet. No, it hasn't launched yet. We don't know the full truth. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that I don't I don't know if, if it's fair. It's just until I see it for myself, it's hard Dude, to Dude, we're believe. all gonna buy it. It's a Pokemon game. It there's 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 no if fans are negative about it. Huh? Why you talk negative about it? Because this is stuff that's been out. There have been review copies yeah. that these people have gotten this game less than a week ago and they're reporting this. But what if they fix some of it? 
They can in like a maybe a patch, but it's going to have to be like a day but one patch. Day one patch, yeah. Sure, if it's a day one patch. Yeah. I'm just saying these are issues that have been prevalent with yeah. it. But then what if it's wrong? It's not development time if it's one week before. This game is about to ship. <laughs> this was Friday know. last week. <laughs> I don't know. I do. These are I people just, that, that are yeah, but these guys that work at like fucking GameStop that get They're that. also the people who complain about anything. No, they're, I, they're just, internet trolls. No, they trolls. want they want a good Pokemon game too. Trolls. We all want good Pokemon. I know game. we do. I know we do. But the people who write a bunch of negative stuff, I don't understand this one. Really, it says catching restrictions. Uh, you won't be able to catch Pokemon in the wild areas or higher level Pokemon until you get a badge that allows you to do so. But that's always been the same way. Because I mean, if you get a Pokemon transferred to you or you try to catch a Pokemon that's like a higher power level than what badge you have, yeah. it's been that way. Anytime yeah. you get like. You get the third badge. It's like Pokemon up to level forty will now obey you. Yeah, you yeah, know exactly. That's it's always been that I way. Wonder, so that's stupid. Um, I wonder if this just based on that, and I'm, I you know I am absolutely only like only want to go towards positive. Uh, but if someone has that issue, I wonder if they don't understand what a Pokemon game generally consists of and are expecting a higher level of game than what a Pokemon game normally would give you anyways. Uh, potentially. Like, are they are their expectations at Death Stranding and we are at Pokemon Let's Go? And and I didn't ever expect the game to look any different than Pokemon Let's no, Go. And no, I think no, I that game that. is really well polished and it looks good. Yeah. I don't want anything less than that. I agree because with that. Because if it comes out it's and fair. it's got Garbo Jank to it, there's no reason for it to because we've got a game that literally came out a year ago yeah. that's running on the exact same engine, mm-hmm. doing Pokemon and battles and stuff the exact same way. Well, not the exact same way. The battles will be the same way, but not yeah. the way you catch them. It, it's going to be organic like the way that you would normally do. You have to fight a Pokemon Weaken it and then catch it. Yeah, you know, this is a traditional. It sense. would be like if the if Kingdom Hearts three came out and it was on the same looked the same as Kingdom Hearts two. Yes, when we knew that they had built it on that Unreal Engine based on yeah point point. So two, man, you don't want anything whatever. that's going to be less than. And it scares absolutely. me a little bit because there are a lot of people, not just this one person, but I'm talking about other reviewers, not yeah. just the GameStop uh, GameSpot people. I trust the people that were at GameSpot because I used to watch uh, look at their stuff I all see. the time. Um, but there's people. From IGN that got the same early copies and stuff, and they're mm-hmm. reporting the exact same shit. They're just like, "Yeah, we had it in our version too." Yeah. I like, hopefully it gets yeah. patched out. But I'm just That's saying, it's, like, yeah. it's one of those things. I'm just like, yeah, who would have I not just, noticed trees and sure. stuff like that doing pop in, and it's a week until it comes out. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just i i get a little like eh, when yeah. when you report the negatives before it's even been released. There's some people, which I don't agree with this because I think it's so cheap and silly and not to do anyways. Uh, You can't do the global link system to do the trade online and stuff unless you have Nintendo Switch online. $20 a year, just fucking get it. There's so much shit that you can play. And now Nintendo and Super Nintendo library of games, it's worth $20 for an entire year to do. And ask me if 90% of the other online games don't require you to have a subscription service of some sort. Yeah, any other thing. I mean, what is Fortnite really one of the only games that you can play without an online subscription? Like, there's very few. There's a small handful, right? Not even without an online subscription. You have if you're going to play that game on an Xbox online, you still have to have online. Do to you play still that. have to? That's yeah. what I, I thought. For some, you have reason, to you didn't have Xbox have, Live to do that. I thought you didn't. Do you have to have Plus or uh, PlayStation Plus? I don't know. I've I never played. I that don't on know there. if you do. See, that's um, I'm not as well versed but, in the PlayStation side of things as far as online play yeah, goes. Because but I, I don't have a lot of people that play online with me on PlayStation. But there's just a there's a small if if you can't 
there's a small window of games that allow you to play online without yeah. that on any other thing. So why would this be any different? Uh, the other people that are in this, this also is a little disheartening, but it's not a huge deal breaker for me. People are saying this is like the easiest and shortest version of game that's been out in a long time. Typical Pokemon adventures take, you know, over 20 hours or something. And people have beat this in like 12. Oh, really? And, uh, and that was like, casually just going through at a leisurely pace and they beat it in 12 they said like after almost every encounter you get like free heals and shit like that for your pokemon oh. and stuff like that it doesn't add like the oh shit well do i try to press on this route do mm -hmm. i need to go back and go to the pokemon center or should i heal gotcha. up here or whatever they're just you. like everybody's just like here's a bunch of heals your pokemon gotcha. are all good you know and shit like that huh. so they didn't like the hand holding aspect uh, of it i wonder if there's a potential where this game has expansion to it um, of of any sort, whether I would it's paid say or any other one out of any of them, I would say yes, and I feel like it will be unpaid. Like they'll add in like a chunk of Pokemon or something like that. Yeah. Be like, hey, here's a Pokemon expansion pass. Hopefully, it's not paid. That would be kind of shitty of them yeah. to do it that way. If they're unless like, they're adding you know different I mean? regions, like if this is a game they build on regions that you can travel to. Yeah, that I'd would be an onboard to pay. That, for would, that. Be, would be that cool would be pay worthy. That would yeah. be pay worthy, but I'm talking about like if they're just like it's the exact same region. And they're saying, "Hey, here's ten Pokemon. Yeah. Give us ten dollars, like a dollar per Not Pokemon." So you know, you wanted Squirtle. You want that evolutionary yeah. chain. Here's Squirtle. And I those wouldn't three pay guys. that. I would not at all. Yeah. That would be not worth but it. But if they all. were like, hey, pay $30 for the Kanto region or something to travel to, like, yeah, you I'd can travel like, to the oh, Kanto region, cool. like basically put like those Pokemon, Pokemon red in there yeah. and then have extra Pokemon from that region and continue to carry over your own and be like, hey, now you can get your, now you'll fight like those trainers will be like the first gym will start off at like level 70. Yeah. And you just like max yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be kind of, that'd be a cool way. I mean, only one other game has done that, traveling from region to region. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was Gold. Okay. I think Gold takes you from that region. Is it Johto? Is it Gold? Show. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you can go from Johto to Kanto. Oh, okay. And then you, so yeah, you, you can actually get sixteen badges. Nice. So I didn't you know that. do that, and then you go and do the Indigo Plateau there, and you beat the four, and then the final thing of the game is, uh, you get to go fight Red on top of a mountain. Nice. And Red has. A Blastoids, Charizard, Venusaur, Pikachu. Um, I think there's like two legendaries I'm missing. He has a dragon one. I don't know if it's Dragonite or who it is. And then one other, or I think it might be maybe it's Gyarados or something. Okay. Whoever it is. But all the Pokemon, like every Pokemon is level, I think, 88, except for Pikachu is level 90. So you have to like make sure that before you go fight Red, you had to fucking grind because you have to have a Pokemon. Yeah. Your Pokemon have to be like level 90, point, basically, yeah. at least to be able to be on par to fight him. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> um, we got a, a lot of uh, new or rebooted or sequelized movies that are kind of in the works that are just kind of weird pieces. Um, Chicken Run. You remember this movie? Yeah. Uh, the the kind of claymation style movie. Uh, they are actually working on a sequel that's actually taking some shape now um, on that. I really I have a lot of fond memories of Chicken Run. I liked this movie a lot. Uh, saw it in the theaters with my grandmammy. Um, a grandmammy and grandpappy? <laughs> maybe my grandpappy was there. I think he's probably working that day. Uh, but I, I remember a lot about this movie. I thought it was very cool. Um, I didn't really keep up with like the Shaun of the Sheep or uh, uh, Wallace and Gromit really at all, uh, which are all made by the same company. But I will definitely check out a I sequelized... I forget that that's that. There's another movie that... What was the Pirates? sheep one? 
I think it's called sheep pirates. One? Isn't there sheep one you said? What oh, sheep one, Shaun of the Sheep. Or Shaun of the Sheep. Shaun of the Sheep. Yeah. Okay. Not Shaun of the Sheep. Yeah, it's like you just said it, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the same people. I always forget that that person that does Wallace and Gromit has other shit they do besides yeah. Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. And there's a, a movie called Pirates that came out yes, a, a couple yes. of years ago. And then there's a newer was, one. I feel like it was like Like a caveman movie that came out just last year, I think. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was called either. Uh, so that's working on it. They're working on a live action Barney the Dinosaur movie. Uh, yeah. Gross. Um, I, hope that, I hope that turns out to be just like uh, <laughs> banana splits. <laughs> just direct to video kind of a thing. Not even direct to video, just like a horror movie. Oh. Like Barney and, and what's the Bebop? Bebop. Triceratops? Yeah. I yep. hope it's just them murdering children. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it looks like they are working on a new Jason Bourne movie. Um, in the in God the, damn it, it's Jason Bourne off the heels of the Treadstone TV series called Treadstone the movie. Um, I I don't think that they have any kind of Matt Damon uh, reprising his role yet, uh, but they are in development on that currently. Um, just kind of going through some things in development. Uh, there's a new Paranormal Activity movie that's in the works for a 2021 date. Um, why not? I used to like the Paranormal Activity movies. I don't think I do. I've watched the last one, but... Is I, four the last one? Uh, it was the one with the the kid something, or the... Uh, what was it called? Um, something about the... Some, oh, the Ghost Dimension. That was where it got a little wild. Is that four? I think that was four. Okay. I think I've seen them all then. It may be five, but I thought it's four. Um, they're working on a Scream movie. I think this is where I started talking about. I started in my head was really referencing reboots versus sequelizing. Oh yeah, Scream and, Five. Yeah, and so I was like, Scream Five. Like, mm-hmm. are they going to do a Scream Five or are they going to reboot the franchise? Um, the TV series was good. I didn't like that it wasn't Ghostface as a killer, uh, but I didn't mind it in general. No, not four. There's one, two, three, four. The marked ones and the ghost dimension. I think the marked ones maybe is the last one I saw. I think I've seen. I feel like I've seen the ghost dimension too. I think we've watched them all. I think we've watched them all. Click man. on the Ghost Dimension poster. I want to see the image on it. Yeah, I've seen no, it. No, I've yeah. never seen that one. I've seen it. I don't remember that I saw poster. it. I remember this poster. Yeah. That I've was the one with like the... The, uh, the culty people. Like Spanish kids. Oh, no. Uh, maybe I've only seen up to four. Yeah, four was like the end of the cult storyline. Okay, yeah. So this is... I've seen the one through four. Okay. Where it actually like... They keep like going back in it's time, same, kind of a yeah. thing, almost in in a way. Yeah, I've never seen those two. Um, yeah, those are, they're they're fun. I always sorry. I feel like that's a a, a Valentine's Day release movies. Sorry, I, I spin off of your shit. Oh, you're fine. Um, October. Is it really? Dang mm-hmm. it! They're always October. No, no wait. September in the U.S. original release. Oh, okay. It was at Scream Fest in 2007, Ooh. though. Um and then so yeah scream so I'm a I'm a shoe in for make you wanna scream if it is that a one? scream sequel if it is five scream five I'm all over it like a like a bag of candy okay yep don't know um Tremors has added uh, they're working on a new Tremors movie which is like Tremors eight um it's not really eight but it's it's got some of the original people in it too right? um it has only the the one uh older the one, gentleman the Bert. one guy that, yeah that's always in it yeah he's still in the there mustache yes uh yeah. he just posted a picture of himself he's like got like he's like bald with like long white hair and a big white beard like is what his character looks like yeah. he's like getting makeup for it but uh 
He's like, this is what Bert will look like in the new movie. Um, but they just cast John Heater, who I didn't think was ca- was acting anymore. I haven't seen him in a damn no, thing. No, I haven't either. Uh, so John Heater is going to be, a, and as well as... Um, I dressed up as Napoleon Dynamite. I hope so. I was um, just going to say this yeah. real quick. From Paranormal Activity 1, it had a budget of... Uh, $28 million to be made. How much money do you think it made? It. How much did it make? $20 million to make? No, $28 million to make. As $28 million yeah. to make. Okay. Um, Which I don't get because it was all cameras. $120 million. That's where you're going? Yeah. Okay, so it made its money back and then some. Yeah, I think it made almost $190 million. Eight ninety. Eight hundred and ninety million dollars. Eight hundred in the box office. So not one twenty. No. Wow. No wonder they kept making these movies. Twenty eight point oh million. Yeah. Eight hundred ninety point five million. I would cut make across four hundred of them. Yeah. Just because just off of the yes. one. The cheaper the better. Absolutely. <laughs> well, did you see where Joker has officially yeah. is the most profitable superhero yeah. movie to date? Because of how cheap it is. The was. cheaper the better. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's perfect. If they make a bunch of movies, it's... everybody's just like, well, we don't have to try hard anymore, guys. <laughs> you got ten million to throw our way, we're gonna make we're gonna make at least ten times well, that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It makes complete sense. <laughs> um and then let's see, what else do we have? Oh, and then they're doing a, a Zorro reimagining with a female lead on NBC is what they're working on. I feel on. like I heard that before at one point you in did? time, but it's I not it didn't hit my radar, I guess, enough to mention. Yeah. I didn't know. Zorro's kind of cool. Um, so. so a couple of things. Uh, let's talk about the Batman and the casting that's yeah. happened since then. So we got we Colin got Farrell in talks to play the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Serkis is in talks to play Alfred. He's been officially announced by the He's director as of today. Yes. And then also officially announced was Matthew McConaughey as Two-Face. Really? I didn't see that one at uh, all. It was officially announced. Wow. Yes. So we'll have McConaughey as a two-face in our in our movie coming up. So they've talked about this um gonna be playing pretty closely to a uh Is this all like long Halloween. Long Halloween. Yeah. Um I don't think they're gonna go directly, but I think they're gonna base a lot of it on it because they're they've... casting a very large chunk, like a a big section of our villains. Yeah. For us to not be doing something like that. Yeah, something that has some some sort of big kind of bundle up. Um, I mean, Arkham Asylum would be great in that same kind of vein in that it does have everybody as he's going through the asylum and solving a mystery. Pretty cool, but I don't know that he, I feel like that would be, that would play off better if he's actually been established. Like he's supposed to be younger at this point. That's almost yeah. like he's been, I've been at it for like 10 years. I know these dudes like the back of my hand. Yeah. I'm, they're all here. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? true. Well, I mean, I, Long Halloween's not a, not a, early in in his career yeah. storyline either um but but I, I, i'm if they do anything close to long halloween it's going to be awesome yeah. no i always thought like an arkham asylum or arkham city like making that yeah. like just those two even i mean not the arkham was... asylum video game i'm talking about the comic book i know i was, okay. so, I was I, just i, I was, realized that there was two they were but both me called breaking something. off of that and going yes. to the actual the game series of it like not necessarily that tight knit of a storyline. It doesn't have to have like the Titan thing, like yeah, where, he pl- like where he gets huge, you know, Joker at the end or kind of a thing. Yeah. But um, but the, like the concept of the city would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Having the city being segmented almost into these like realms, like hey, Penguin's over here. 
he's got his own small sect of the city. Yeah. Joker's got this over here. Everybody's got their block, and he's got to kind of go through these different shitty segments of the cities and fight their goons and yes. stuff like that. I was like, that'd be kind of cool. That's what I always concept. love about the the real like Old a, Man Logan story. Yeah. Is that Old Man Logan is essentially like after all of everybody's taken over the United States mm-hmm. and they've blocked it out as like mafiosa yeah. bosses. That's that's a uh, that is Escape from New York. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like it's like it would be like Escape from New York or the Warriors mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah, where everything's just like parceled off by these like mm-hmm. you, you know Hulk's got an area of it or whatever. Like I and now that I think about it, like that story has been told so many times, mm-hmm. and I love all of them. Like yeah. Escape from New York and L.A. are both pretty good. Yeah, and I I I adore the Warriors. It's such a good movie. Yeah. But that that concept of having like hey we've got mafia bosses all over here yeah. and they're all like segmented and we're walking through their territory kind mm-hmm. of a thing has always been appealing to me. There's a, a great uh, Warriors nod in Jane Silent Bob reboot where Chris Jericho is uh, the the Ku Klux Klan leader and he's oh. like can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's good. Especially since it's like the most black guy black guy like line of yes. that whole movie. <laughs> I didn't even piece that together. That's good. I didn't even pick that up. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Disney Plus numbers. First, they came from the first twenty-four hours, um, surpassing t- over ten million downloads and sign-up and subscriptions. Crazy. Uh, just on day one alone. No wonder they had some issues, but it wasn't big issues. Honestly. I didn't think. Yeah, the way they recovered from it. I mean, yeah, it was. They were. I think they were anticipating, but they weren't anticipating. It's the same thing with like a lot of like a big game launch too. Yeah. You know, they have like some server issues and hiccups because it's just like slamming all at once yeah. there's a ceiling that you kind of expect for yeah. and then it's like oh we even if it doesn't match out. i was gonna say even if it doesn't go over the ceiling it's like if i was to start my computer and then all at once i decided hey i'm gonna try and start 10 programs <laughs> up just yeah. at once <laughs> and then just see what happens it's gonna take your computer a second to kind of yeah. figure things out but eventually it'll figure things yeah. out i mean that's the same thing here and your computer knows that like hey he's probably gonna run the computer and he's also gonna have twitch running at the same time and he's gonna have steam on the mm-hmm. background and stuff like that or whatever it knows to anticipate for it but it just can't do it all just right at the same yeah. time um do you want to just start diving you want to dive into disney plus do you have any other news that you want to talk about before that uh, there was just a couple of small news things I was going to say. Okay. Galaxy S11 rumor, uh, 108 megapixel camera. 108 megapixel camera. <laughs> At that point, camera. it's like, what the hell? I, it's just <laughs> awesome camera. It's like, why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I, I dug it after I saw it. I was just like, that was like the big rumor. I was just like, that's fucked up. And it was on like reliable sources. That yeah. was on like Android police and stuff so like is that. So where is that in, where are pixels in reference to 4K? Uh, well, if you think of it in the same sense, the pic- megapixels and, uh, cause there is like a megapixel gigapixel, okay. it's the same terminology that we use for storage as well. Okay. So it would be a 1000 megapixels, so it's the equivalent of one gigapixel okay. and they have images that you can actually see from specific places that do like five gigapixel, uh, images. Okay. I feel like one that I saw was actually in like, uh, where the Blackhawks play Okay, and you shoot out and it was just this five gigapixel shot cost tons of money to do it because it's like hard to have a camera that can even do it yeah um but after they do it you can literally zoom across the entire arena and see somebody's face like it's in fucking 4k like it's nuts is 4k 4k four four gigapixels it's not the same set because you're yeah because the 4k is one is uh if you're looking in resolution size it's 1440p okay 
So that's your poor, your pixel density. That's how small your pixels are that are actually on your entire monitor, your display, you. and stuff like that. Um, so there's not really an equ- you're not you can't really equate like a 4K no, to not a like a still to thing. an entire thing. Okay, but, I'm following. Uh, yeah. you. But I mean, uh, I'll try. You can try. <laughs> I mean, there might be a formula, but I don't know what that no, formula is. But you're I don't probably think right. You're talking about it. video versus uh, Friends reunion. Yeah, uh, special reportedly in the works over at HBO Max. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what that happens. I think it's the 25th anniversary okay. is this year, and that's why they of an ending. The big oh, it's supposed to be like just a big special. I think it's like a big or hour starting for what? You said 25th anniversary. Is that? I think it's the beginning. That would be beginning, right? Yeah, 95. Yeah, uh, so 25th anniversary for Friends reunion, and they also announced as a big special thing that they're planning. They have all they have writers, directors, and all original six cast members on board so and you, signed up to do it. Do you think it is? I don't think it's a series. I think this is just like a big special. And do you think do. it's like because uh, we've seen the tease of reunions before? Do you think it's like a is a a them getting together and talking about the show kind of reunion or a these characters these reuniting. Characters are reuniting. You think it's a character yeah. situation? Yeah, I think it's a character situation. Okay. And it's just cool. now at this point in their lives, they all have not a ton of fucking other projects or other things that they're it's doing or something. Everything's lining up. Everything's lining up. And to the dollar amount's probably this. just right. I'm sure that HBO <laughs> and Warner and all those people have the deepest of pockets at this moment. They're like, Disney is kicking our ass. We yeah. have to do something cool. Um, and then Netflix officially signed the agreement for uh, Nickelodeon shows, so they're going to have a, I saw that. a full set of uh, reboots. They'll be able to stream shows and stuff like that. There's no extents to... Uh, the, so they're getting a, the old stuff, too, because yes. what I had read was just the section about the new stuff. It says the new stuff for sure, but they actually did announce they're getting the old series as well, okay. but they didn't say Which if it's like an entire before. library. Yeah. Um, so nobody's really certain as of this point what shows we will be getting when that's done. The agreement was just reached, and I think they aren't shooting for anything until what I read said something like adding up the library and updating it sometime in next spring. Okay. And then they'll throw on whatever series or shows that they have. Which they already talked there. about, like Rocco was supposed to be on there. Yeah, Rocco was supposed to be on yeah. there. And there was people tossing around like, hey, we should. it'd be cool if we got all that. Like, oh, Rocket Power will definitely be on yeah. there. Doug will be on there, stuff like that. Things that they have some ties and rights yeah. to and whatnot that they can I love throw the fact there. that at some point, because Disney bought the rights to Doug at some point in the middle of the series, there were about, I think there were six seasons of Doug on Nickelodeon, and then Disney bought Doug. Mm-hmm. And so and they've only got the, is I it, think there's Doug whenever seasons. he's grown up. No, it's just what Doug. was that? What was all grown up on? That was, uh, that was Rugrats. That was all Rugrats, but whenever he was in uh, freshman in high school. Oh, Doug. Because there was the, all that stuff was supposed to be them still uh, in like middle school. Because there was a distinctive thing where he was Growing older, up. slightly el- older. They were in a high school. Oh, I don't know. Uh, is this Doug's first movie? No. It's not this the movie. Is, this is actually a show, too. Oh, okay. It's not different than Doug. It's like just part, it's just the show as he gets older? Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, I'll find it. So maybe it's, maybe it's just, a, maybe it's just as he's getting older. It could be. It just, maybe he does actually age unlike some characters. <laughs> like he actually maybe it's progressed. Not, maybe it's high school or something. It's this one right here. It's the one that was on Disney. But they were older and they're in like high school because you can see like he wears like long sleeve shirts. He's got more hair and stuff. Uh, okay. Patty cuts her hair and stuff short. I do remember her cutting uh, her hair short. Bebe, the chick that's purple with the purple hair, yeah, is like the, is the she's the school president. 
Uh, oh, okay. And stuff too. I, I oh yeah, and then Doug's sister has a baby. I think that it's just. I think they just actually aged him. Okay, is really well, all it is. This on this happened when it was under Disney's, Disney's umbrella. umbrella. Yeah, and they only did I'd like two or three more seasons, yeah. I think. But that's all on Disney Plus. Yeah. So it'll be awesome to have like the ne- the Nickelodeon version Netflix, on Netflix, yeah. and then you can pick it up the the remainder because it was of the like series. Netflix or what what they'll have those first four seasons was all supposed to be like, hey, Doug's in like eighth grade, and these are just his adventures in eighth grade, and then it's like this is jumping to high school. I'm like now. they actually just took him to a different section. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't realize that. I mean, I probably but did because she was it. in college, and it's weird to think that she actually has like a newborn that she had while she was in college and stuff. Because I don't think there's like a dad that they ever show in the picture, oh. so it's got that kind of. Dynamic dynamic to it yeah. where they're just like it's more a modern mom and yeah. it's cool and uh doug's mom and dad help out with the baby and stuff yeah. too and stuff like that hmm. and totally supportive of her finishing college and shit like that is that a bob and doug cartoon series that existed at one point in time right here like is that real mm, complete series it's on dvd planet store yeah did you know that that was a thing that that was a thing no that's cool that is cool. Did you know that there is a Friday cartoon series? Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I didn't. Did you know there was a Clerks cartoon series? Uh, I was uh, I was looking specifically for a. Uh, had a Dougie. I was looking for you know the TV show Ed. Did yes. You ever, did you ever watch that yeah. with Tom Cavanaugh mm-hmm. and Michael Ian Black and Justin Long's on it? Mm-hmm. I you can't stream it. You can't buy episodes of this show. Like there is no way to get a hold of this. I don't even know if you can buy DVDs of it at this point in time. Mm. And I never got to see it, really. And I hear really good things about it. And uh, so I, I keep trying to look for it. Apparently and available on DVD. Maybe you could high-seize it for me. Um, my one website that I know how to look for uh, stuff on that's not completely legal. Um, and I, I do when I can't find anything in Which the real world. Which one is it? I can't remember what it's called. Um <laughs> I, I will go on there, but they don't even have it on there. So I'm like, where is this show? Because I'd really like to watch it at some point. Because I really like Tom Cavanaugh. I think I he's if, like, they have really swell dude. Like episodes, shitty ep- version. Uh, they do have some shitty versions. There's one that's like the pilot split out into like five pieces. Oh. Uh, kind of like a thing. Like on YouTube here. Yeah. Ed, Ed but, episodes. This one's 76. 76 things. Yeah. Pilot intro, unaired pilot. Yeah. Pilot world. This is episode two and two bits. Yeah, so they kind of got it chunked out. Um, it look like you can watch the quality so bad. Oh yeah, that's garbage. <laughs> it's it's like almost like you don't even know what half of the images even look like. Like <laughs> when he's walking into rooms, it's, it's like, like one forty something. <laughs> I was trying to go to the settings to see two forty is the auto because that's the highest it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's rough, but uh, it's, I, it's like two forty is the highest, but it's at one forty four p. I watched the pilot, uh, like and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but that this was about NBC. As, I wonder if it's on. Uh, it could be on NBC on the Peacock app on the Peacock. They said something. I haven't read about it much, so I'm not informed enough to talk about it. Uh, There's another app that came out though. What is it? Disney Plus. Oh, can I talk about this real quick? No. Uh, There's something about it, and I'll read more into it and talk about it later. But. Uh, that the Peacock has potentially might be free for everyone. Why? Like a base, because they're they're live local. And I'm thinking why. <laughs> I like that. I say they might do this for free, and you go why? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. 
every other company does it for money. <laughs> Are they like, we're going to do it for free. But you, just like Hulu, you have to sit through 240 seconds of ads anytime there's a ads. standard commercial break. <laughs> you huh? hate them. I know. I don't hate them. I mean, it's fine. It, it gives me a good breather. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that majority of the time, if I'm watching something on Hulu and there's yeah. an ad for it or whatever, I put that shit on mute and I just have a nice conversation with my wife or I'll look at my phone until it's back and I'm like, oh, it's 10 seconds left. I'll unmute it real quick. And then I go back to watching my regular scheduled programming. See, I am both equally influenced by commercials and still enjoy commercials mm-hmm. from a childhood of loving commercials. Speaking of commercials, Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> It's on all the porn sites. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Disney Plus. Disney Plus happened. Ah! The coming of angels. It's happened. They've came. It's happened. I actually, someone told me today, are you getting commission from Disney for how much you're talking about Disney Plus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, no, but that would be cool um, if you can figure something out for me. That would be amazing. I feel like they have enough money they could throw you like 50 bucks a month for yeah. something just to say the words on, yeah. pod, on, I, on an episode. Like 50 I, bucks per episode. I converted somebody today. Just, really, you would have to. We were like, they're going to pay me 50 bucks an episode. Can we record episodes twice a week and <laughs> then put them out twice a week? <laughs> I'll still make them two hours. I don't care. Yeah. I'll talk all about it. We can just we can deep dive into Disney Plus. All right. Here we go, guys. We're going to start talking about that darn cat. I would. I mean, have you ever I would, watched that darn cat? We just sit here and, and walk through. Like we could just watch stuff and commentate on it. Oh, well, uh-huh. I'll do that right now. I would love I'm going to open it up so I can I look at the it. library while we're here. Look at this. Let's Bloop. talk. Let's talk about the just the app first before we dive into the content. Mandalorian, because uh, I want to get your thoughts on on just the app in general and how you the think UI? it's working. Yeah, the UI. Um, so day one, as of recording this, was yesterday. Yep. Uh, I told you earlier. Whenever I was looking at it, everything seemed to work fairly well for me on mm-hmm. my side of things. But whenever I went to the series tab and I clicked it, I didn't give me this list that you can see here where it has like the featured all oh, the yeah. series and stuff like that. Which that it's, was back up for me by I think midday. Yeah. And see, I wouldn't know. Like y- yesterday, I was gone to go to work. I had to work my 3 to 11 shift, so I took off at like one thirty or something. Oh, okay. So I didn't see any of that whenever I was on there that morning because uh, it came out at midnight, actually. They they bumped up the time. See, mine wasn't available at midnight. At midnight. I downloaded it like that at midnight yeah, and it had was, it on out there. And, but and you couldn't log into it yet. I could. You I could. logged in. I, see, I, you I, wouldn't even let me log in until 8 o'clock. Yeah. I because watched, that was the it launch was, it, was le- it was letting me watch uh, Mando. Wow. Because mm-hmm. they were very specific about, like, you won't be able to even watch anything until yeah. I started this across whole, platform. I didn't watch it that that exact time because yeah. I started it, though. Oh, okay. I, wow. the, I let the intro go through, and I saw that it was running. I was like, okay, I don't have time. Because That's by awesome. the time I got home on Monday evening... It was already like because it was uh, the snowstorm had it happened. Yeah. By the time I actually got home, it was like twelve twenty, and I took a shower and stuff. Came out and I was just like, I'm gonna see if this is on. And I looked on my phone and I typed in Disney Plus and it was there. And I was just like, Oh shit! Dang. So I downloaded, installed it on there, and I, I saw did it. install it. I lie, I did install it at yeah. midnight, but I couldn't. Lo- it wouldn't let me yeah. log in. But as soon as I logged in to my account and stuff like that, typed in my information and whatnot. Uh, I went straight on to uh, looked at Mandalorian, said chapter one, pressed it, and I saw the thing where it opens up on the scene with him looking at the tracker. Oh yeah, and getting ready to go into the first cantina. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that that's that it totally worked for me. I was cool. I saw the first chunk of the the that's first awesome. scene, and I was just like, I'm not going to watch this right now because I'm too stayed tired. Because even though they told me there was no way that it was going to be available, you were like, I don't believe you. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to do what I want to do. No, but it, it did for me. But well, cool. Uh, it could not. That that one time series. last night, or the next afternoon, whenever I went there, I couldn't go to the series tab. It kept popping up an error and saying like, "This is unavailable right yeah. now," or whatever. I had like Wreck It Ralph going like, "Oops," or something like yeah. that. Probably. And then I had to. And then I just could go back home. It will let me see the original screen. It will let me see the movie screen, but I could not click on series, series for some reason. I mean, out here you can see whatever series and stuff that's on there. Yeah. I had a couple of issues with um, like the watch list and stuff like that originally, but I don't feel like it was a bad block of errors for like you said, however many people were, were logging in at. The same time yeah um so that was cool i i really seemed i like the user interface i feel like it's pretty clean um it's it kind of reminds me of who a little bit um the one the couple of things that i'm surprised about is this would be a great interface if we weren't in 2019 and have been living with uh platforms for streaming video for the last what 15 years okay um because I feel like we're missing a lot of like quick links to add things to your queue and um, the ability to filter things differently. And the um, when you go in, you it won't play straight through the next episode quite yet. Um, it has like a 12 or 17 second delay or something like that, I think. To go, Well, mine won't even go to the next episode. Mine does. Mine does not. Yeah, I have it set. It's in a settings. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I changed mine to will set it to go it to the me. next episode, and it does it totally fine. Yeah, I, I have an. Uh, I have maybe experience because of Fampirina, uh <laughs> that whenever we let it play or something like that after it's been on or whatever, it, it will go straight to the next episode. Yeah, and uh, I I'm not. I would like to see the ability to maybe a recently watched or uh you know continue watching thing on the main screen i think that it had one whenever i was on there but for whatever uh at first yeah whenever i clicked on the mandalorian and it backed out of it it had a thing that said uh continue watching oh. but then it went away i've not seen that on the menu since hmm. so i don't know what's up with that maybe there was I went a on here and I, I added this to there i've never added anything to watch list or any of that stuff yet so oh, i didn't know how that went up there full. Uh, but then, uh, and then I just felt like, and I'm, I'm just kind of nitpicking just based on the fact that we are so deep into the user interfaces and they own the major mass majority share of Hulu. So they should kind of know what's going on, uh, is that their play functions were pretty limited. Like you can play and pause and fast forward and rewind. Like there's no settings for, um, there's settings available on there to start from the beginning um, with we'll a button it, like that. And there's no uh, uh, closed captioning, like uh, the subtitles. This, I, I'm, I'm impressed with the UI, and I like it a lot. And it reminds me, not not in every aspect of it, but just in a kind of something similar anyway. Um, it reminds me of um, whenever Xbox One originally launched mm -hmm. and the user interface that's on there because every time that they have a massive update, a lot of times they'll polish and change the the way everything is generated oh. and whatnot. And they use it by based off of like user data from Microsoft's standpoint. Mm -hmm. I don't know if D Disney will do anything differently, but I will say that I bet by the time that we hit spring and there's a first big major update that happens to Disney Plus. We're probably going to see this UI change quite a bit. Oh, I bet we'll get one by January first. Like 
I don't know if we'll get one that super you don't soon. I don't. I think that they'll stick with what they've got for now. But I think that they'll probably have some updates that'll be quarterly. I don't think the whole design will change every yeah. quarter. But oh, I think they'll no, add no. a bunch of different functionality that'll happen. They might add stuff like that, like uh, start from continue watching, start from stuff beginning. like that. I that'll think that'll come in there. by the end of the year. That'll probably be like a January first thing. I'm talking about like an overall, overall of the way things operate, look and stuff, and making yeah. it even more user friendly. Yeah to the effect of like a Netflix or a Hulu or whatever, something that's been around for a while, kind of picking up and learning more things of what we've seen. And I'll say that I think Netflix and Hulu both completely suck at managing watch lists. Yeah. And well, so Netflix I don't expect used to, I felt like Netflix used to be better it than used what it to was. be amazing. Yeah. And then they were like, you know, people who stream don't really care about the order that their stuff's in on their yeah. watch list. And I'm like, you're wrong. I'm anal retentive, and I want my TV shows grouped together, and then I want my movies grouped yeah. together. And then I want them grouped together by likeliness of when I'm going to watch it. And I feel like it's just kind of a little... Uh, that part... You no, know, I'm I'm not complaining about that at all by any means, because that part is what it is. I think everybody's on the same page with that. I'm just not on that page. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. But um, uh, other let's, than that, let's dive into some of the content that you've seen it. and stuff like that. So what all have you watched on... Uh, so Disney Plus. I have watched um, The Mandalorian. Yes. Of course. Um, and then I have watched, um, let's see. I, oh my gosh, my little, my sheet's acting up. Sorry. You're fine. Don't tell me I'm fine. I'm wrong. I'm messing you're wrong up. And you're messing up. Stop. <laughs> um, and then I've watched the first episode of Pixar in real life. Okay. Uh, which I was surprised. It's like a six minute, it's not like a full length episode of anything. Um, there's no like um, structure or setup to it. It's not like uh, there's not a person that pops. Have you watched it? No. Um, there's not a person that's like hosting the show mm-hmm. to be like, hey guys, welcome to Pixar in real life, and here's what we're gonna do today. Watch this funny thing. It just starts with. Do you think it kind of suffers from that and it needs it, or do you think that that's okay? Um, it it has a little. If you don't know Inside Out, like you're kind of just running with the bulls immediately. Yeah. Um, so that part is a little wonky, but I do think it needs a host, uh, but it is a, a six minute piece of content and you'll find what I find throughout this is there is a lot of micro content, I'll call it, uh, for lack of a term. And you kind of talked about that, that like, that is something that newer audiences are into is very small, short 10 minutes or less content. Yeah. And so this fits that mold perfectly. It's mm-hmm. six minutes. Watch it on your commute, on when you're on the bus, your train, or whatever. You're in between classes at school. You can kind of watch this thing. Um, so I think it does that well. I think it's funny. It gets to the point exactly what you would want it to do. Um, but I would be a little bit more, um, what's the word, um, more traditional, I guess. I, I think so it would it would be better with a host. I was surprised by the sheer amount of shorts that are. I mean, not yeah. that that they have all of them on here. Absolutely. Rather, you know what I mean. Like, not just like, like you've got your whole Big Zero Six, and you have Big Zero Six. All of the shorts that were yeah. in the sets that in between and stuff, and yeah, all the Ducktail shorts, those Disney uh, Mickey the, Mouse shorts that I talked yeah. about that were like almost Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're all on here. too. I watched the Star yeah, Wars Rebels shorts uh, yeah. last night. Um, and then I also watched the Forky Ask Questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was like a minute or two long. That was long. the What's Money or something like yeah, that. Yeah, What's Money, yeah. yeah. And then Float, the Pixar, uh, I can't remember the name of the team. 
Uh, but they've got like their own like sub brand of shorts that they've got kind of branded through here. Uh, but Float was the first was the first original uh, one that's on here. Uh, Spark shorts. Spark shorts. Um, and there's there's a, a handful. Oh yeah, of those. they do the kibble. Yeah, and um, kibble is awesome. I haven't watched that. Uh, it's adorable. But there's just like two or three of them that are under that Spark shorts. Which is that different than Pixar? I think it's just they. It's the same company. Because like, look at the logo. Like they don't. It's the ball. But they don't say Pixar on them. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was just a, it was a totally different, I don't know. like there's different companies now. Maybe it's just a company that works specifically just on shorts. Could be, yeah. Whereas the Disney Pixar's, these are all the ones that are before movies. That's true. They were, there was, maybe this is the new. And these are the new unique. Thing. I think, I thought, I'd seen Kit Bull, it was on YouTube and it came out. Oh, really? Uh, I want to say two or three months ago. they didn't that say Disney like, Plus original. Yeah, they didn't even say point. that. Well, we watched it before. Like I was Dang. saying, like two or three months ago, we saw that thing. It's really adorable. I haven't watched the other ones, but I really liked Float. Um, it was a pretty touching little short there. Yeah, it's the uh, same thing with like Kit Bull. I think that, yeah. that they're, they're sh- the, this company probably does the, hey, we're tugging at your heart strings kind of a, a thing. Lot more. Yeah. yeah, it was uh, essentially about this father who... Ooh. Like going to the sec- the search, you can see all the collections. Yeah, I like the collections. That's neat. I can't wait for this to kind of develop more Muppet into collection. like a playlist type situation, to where like you can start it and you can go from this movie to this, <gasps> movie, to this movie to this. There movie. it is, Muppet Treasure Island. I loved that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I I really hope that this develops into something because I would like to see this used as a playlist and being able to do like mm-hmm. a uh, a Disney afternoon like, kind of block. The, it's nice that it's in search, but there should be no reason why there shouldn't be another tab up here that says collections. Yeah. yeah. That you should just click on to do At some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, it's pretty small right now. It's mm-hmm. pretty, the collections. No, are, but I mean, like the playlist things are really valid thing. Yeah. I'd like to just hit start and just roll with it mm-hmm. at some point. Um, and so Float's Cute. <laughs> the Darth Vader collection. <laughs> what have you watched... Aside from the Mandalorian, aside from the Mandalorian, the other one that we watched was uh, the World According to Jeff Goldblum, which you saw a little chunk of it whenever we uh, you came in today. Yeah. We were finishing up as you were coming in this uh, afternoon. Show's good. Um, it was really awesome. Uh, it's it's very much the same frame of uh, Jeff Goldblum that you got from those things that he did with Funnier Die. Yeah. Um, uh, just him being overly positive and very ridiculous at the same time. But the whole first episode was him uh, learning about sneakers, uh, learning about the history, seeing how they're made. He goes to Adidas, as he says it, or Adidas. Oh, Adidas. Oh, my gosh. He calls it Adidas. Um, <laughs> he goes to their place and actually watches uh, like a wireframe of somebody's skeletal frame and seeing how these like little test balls that are like on the person that's running on a treadmill and showing how they're like actual, uh, the shoe and the correction of the shoe is fixing their posture while they're running and fixing different things. And it's showing like the inside of like the shoe science side of things. And they have him put on the suit and stuff. They have him do a couple of different things so that way they can show like, this is what you're like. Whenever they show him running across, it shows him running and putting his foot against this plate that's on the floor. And it shows where his pressure sensitivity is on the, that he rests more on like, I think it was like the back of his heel in the middle of his foot and they'll that way they can kind of mold or suggest what type of shoe oh. they make would be better for his posture and better for his running and so stuff it was like actually that. very like it was kind of documentary esque in that sense like yeah it's it's, it's whole it's Harley really it's, it's very factual it's all just about the the facts of what he's That's actually cool. he's it's it's it is 
Micro's dirty jobs. Yeah. But you're exploring this with Jeff Goldblum instead. Yeah, way kind of better. A thing. Way better because... I mean, I like, I like Micro I like, a lot. Yeah, Micro is awesome. Dirty Jobs is a great show, too. There's nothing that will compete with... No, that it's it's very Jeff much Goldblum. that if you love the quirkiness, that is Jeff Goldblum, or if you've seen those, like the shorts that I'm talking about where he goes yeah. to the market and stuff, and you enjoy that kind of back-and-forth banter that he has with regular everyday people. Dude. Yeah, it's just him. It's just like, him. I'm just I mean, saying, just but he makes he it's that it, it is Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. It's not yeah. an act. It's just that's how he is. He's just a very odd, eccentric type person. I love him, and it plays off so well. And he seems like just such a genuinely sweet person too. Like I want to be Jeff Goldblum when I grow up. Um, the other things that we watched, I, I already mentioned Vampirina. Yeah. Uh, which isn't, I'm not going to talk about it at length. That's good. I bet he likes it. <laughs> uh, so I watched the, oh, I watched the Clone Wars, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've got like the last 15 minutes to watch. I don't think I've ever watched it, uh, all the way. Like it's been on. Uh, but I want to, I want to start watching the, the TV series from like front to back. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, oh, I'll watch the movie first. And, uh, that storyline's horrible in that movie. Which one? What is like it? Like the, the animated, the Clone Wars. Like not not the shorts. So there was the shorts, and then there was the full length feature, and then there was the the big series. This? Yeah, that one. That's the movie. That's the movie. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I've never seen that. Um, it's it's kind of it's the introduction of Ahsoka. Lone Rangers here. Um, yeah, look at that. Um, but it's just it's the storyline's not great on it. It's just kind of it's a little weak. Which I was talking to one of my friends today, and he said that. Uh, like the first couple of episodes of the TV series actually fit before the movie, and then the movie happens, and it's just kind of a really long episode is really all it is um, to it all. But they made it a feature, which I think is kind of weird. Yeah. Did you know that Inspector Gadget 2 was French Stewart? Yes, I did. I didn't know that <laughs> until right now. There's a lot of bad sequels. I think it's, it's Home Alone was Fox, wasn't it? That's that's where they got that yes. guy, they got that for them. Yes. I was gonna say I was like I, do I, don't remember, so. I don't think that was a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah I think that was a Fox property. Yeah, huh. they've got a very uh, very uh, hit. That makes uh, me excited because I actually told Mandy I was like normally whenever it comes to Christmas, like the first thing I always go to that I want to watch more than anything is always Christmas Vacation because that's my buy uh, okay. like my be all end all Christmas movie. Yeah, I love that movie so much. I could watch it not at Christmas and be content, but. For whatever reason, I've been having this like really weird. I was like, I want to watch Home Alone one and two. Yeah, really bad for right now. That's funny. <laughs> Whenever it comes close to Christmas, Christmas I was like, Trump. I want to watch it. Yeah, I want to see young Donald Trump. Young Donald Trump. Um, I a wee man of fifty something years old. <laughs> so uh, I told you Friday I'm going to be off after the Incubus show. Friday. Uh, and things I'm planning on watching immediately on Friday, mm-hmm. I'm going to get my my Goldblum on. Yes. Um, and then I really want to watch the Encore show. Is You you told me Mandalorian Chapter 2, that'll be Friday, Friday right? Yep. So that's a Friday, and then yep. it'll be every Tuesday from then on every out. Every Friday from then on. Every Friday yep. from then on. It's okay. a Friday release normally. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a Tuesday release, and we were getting a Tuesday, Friday. Yeah. I, we It's the okay. other way around. The other yep. way around. Yep. I got you. So we should have episode two of that. Absolutely going to dig into that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to watch Encore. That looks like a pretty good show where yeah, essentially it's cool. a movie, like mm-hmm. a, just a one-off kind of thing. Where Kristen Bell, uh, not she's, Kristen Bale, Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell, <laughs> yeah, she's good people. Uh, gets together a group of uh, of uh, old actors, like high school. They had a like put together a play, and she's asked them to get together and put that play on again. Yeah, like twenty years later, or some crazy stuff like that. Yeah, it looks awesome. So uh, that looks like a fun little, little jaunt. 
Uh, her okay. uh, her podcast was Dax is really good. Is it? Yeah. Cool. I uh, I started listening to uh, Justin Long's podcast, Life is Short with Justin Long. Cool. Um, that might be cool. Uh, let's talk about Mandalorian real quick. Okay. Or as long as we want to. I don't have any preference. It's good. But uh, oh, That's all so we good. should say about it. Oh. Do we, should we talk? Should we spoil it at length? Even though I know it's the first chapter, I'm just saying like, should we talk about like the actual like twist ending kind of a thing that well, happened? Maybe not yet. Stuff, you know what I mean? Maybe not yet. Or do we like just preface it now and be like, hey, we're gonna talk about the Can't, twist ending? Yeah. And maybe talk about just the generals first, and then then go into spoilers. Yeah, I mean, because well, we're gonna kind of like, go out on this. So yeah, I. I the continuity that's behind it, and I feel like this is something I told Mandy. I was like, it's good for anybody that picks it up to watch it, but it does help knowing the history between uh, like the Imperials and the Mandalorians and the war that happens there. And I don't know much about that. So, like the Republic, I was talking to one of my yeah, friends. The about Republic it fighting against the Mandalorians and stuff like that, and the war that whole, they had back in the there's a whole Republic. comic series, right? Yeah. What is that comic series? That's that's part of Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, is it part of Knights? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there's a whole subsection that's in there. They even have like a Mandalorian that actually becomes like part of the group in their their thing because the wars are going on. It's like oh. the Republic versus the Mandalorians, and the Mandalorians yeah, have like the upper hand that. of the war until something happens and turns the tides, and the Republic just destroys the fucking Mandalorian, killing hundreds and thousands of them, and that's why they're such like a scarce race come time yeah. for what we have now and to be fair on in the current universe nothing's quite established they're letting it kind of grow based on what you know already without saying what you know so that they can kind of build their own version of that story now absolutely but that's what i'm saying it helps being able to see some of that stuff and knowing from the the older lore and stuff which is really awesome and rich because i was like well i mean we'll we'll just i'll dive into this for a second going into that uh sub whatever basement thing that has like where the mandalorians are yeah Yeah. i was like i was not expecting to see like an actual group of mandalorians let alone like like the top mandalorian Uh blacksmith there Mm -hmm. and seeing her like actually make him a pauldron and stuff like that and i was like this is fucking cool as shit yeah i was like i hoped i told mandy because i watched it myself and then i watched it with her today so that she could see it i told her i looked over and i was like i'm so excited and i said i hope that he gets like gradually pieces and stuff like that to where he just pieces together bits of like he does another bounty or something like that and then he gets a second pauldron and you see these armors like the only thing that's like the actual uh i forget what the name of the metal is the morgoth armor yeah is his helmet that's the only piece that he has that's legit right now Mm -hmm. i was like it would be awesome to see him have like the full silver by the end of the series yeah yeah and see that like that that's gonna be super rewarding and awesome to have um because he said that you know he has so many more that's uh that would be his reward for bringing in uh the bounty that Mm -hmm. he's supposed to be going to um so I guess what we, the introduction is him actually hunting for a bounty. Yeah. We don't know he's hunting for a bounty, going into that cantina, yeah. spilling that guy's drink, but not spilling the drink because all he did was open a door. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy gets pissed. Yes. <laughs> and uh, them asking him if that's a real steel um, that he has, the real Mandalorian steel mm-hmm. on his chest plate and scratches him and with the knife and... 
then the bar fight ensues where the guy gets cut in half. Yes. <laughs> so and it, I thought that I was like, they got to cut away. And then you see the silhouette of the legs yes. drop. And I was just like, oh, they did it. It was perfect. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I hoped I actually had this discussion with someone today um, about gore and and taking Star Wars to an R-rated level. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was very passionate about this. I don't give a shit about most things uh, when it comes to this. But I was like, Star Wars doesn't shouldn't be R-rated. Um, and not for the fact that I don't think that it can be, but I just no, don't think it's necessary. You can make something that's seemingly R-rated like yes. this, yeah. and you can take it to that level, and it doesn't have to have that violence exactly. and that gore and stuff like that. Because you get the point across. You see yeah. the silhouette of the legs mm-hmm. dropping, but you didn't see it. It's, yeah. the, it's the same exact line that they did with like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones, exactly. for all extensive purposes, is super fucking violent yeah. and stuff like that. But they managed to make it still a family oriented yeah. film without doing it. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the perfect part of that is like, there was something about that drop where that guy got cut in half. Yeah. That was, I went, that's star Wars. Yeah. Like there was something about that, that made that, that brand. And I thought that they nailed it perfectly. They nailed it perfectly in that. And it was like, this is what I need. Like, yeah. You know, going into Mandalorian, I didn't know what we were going to expect. I didn't know. I mean, I knew that they weren't going to go R because of the fact that it was going to be on Disney+. Plus. But at the same time, you kind of heard stories about if it was going to be gritty and dark and all this stuff. But the tone of the show is amazing. I, there's a lot of people, too, that I do see online. And just, I mean, it's always the, the group of voices of people that are saying this is mediocre at best. Yeah. Um, is actually a very small swell of voices. Yeah. It's a very, very. It's held up to pretty high standards so far uh, mm-hmm. from this first episode, and I think it it does a great job at telling the story mm-hmm. super well, and it's insanely well written, uh, well shot, well yeah. produced. It's like we couldn't do a Star Wars TV series until now. That's what I was. I was like at one point. We I was had, like, we had to wait until we got to this point until because we got it's to like the mouse. We're, we're making, we're making movie quality mm-hmm. TV series, yeah. and it had to be that because Star Wars is just such an epic scope and scale. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to make a TV series without making it feel like it's kind of falling flat. But some of those shots, the majority, I would even argue, of this show, probably could didn't have to be expensive. No, I'm not sure they spent all the money in the world. Yeah, but but it didn't have to be. There were, I mean, grand. There's a lot of CG in there that looks really good, mm-hmm. and there's sets that are massive. But there's a lot of stuff that's really grounded still. Yeah, no, um, definitely. But the the tone of it's so good. Give me I the was, give me the Mandalorian. That's the Joker version. Yes, the right? the, the Scorsese esque, yes. just junky down version. Yes, <laughs> uh, I did feel like like they uh, they. You're right that I thought about. I was like. Could we have been doing this this entire time? Like, could we have been having Star Wars TV series that looked like this? I feel like and felt like this to but a certain extent, not. but I just feel like maybe. I mean, maybe we could have to uh, like a certain extent. We probably could have had this maybe ten years ago. But yeah. I, I, it would have. I feel like it would have gotten a lot of flack, yeah. and it would have made the possibility of bringing back and trying another Star Wars series down the road a lot harder. seem like, I don't know, is this such a good idea? It didn't do work well. Yeah. Waiting and holding off and having this as our first foray into it makes it seem like we need all the Star Wars TV Absolutely. now, please. Absolutely, <laughs> kind of yeah. Thing. We need all the one-offs. We need that Obi-Wan. We need that Absolutely. stat, right? We need stat it now. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and just the way that it, knowing that they already had the series 
signed. Like they were yeah. doing it. So you know that it's not like we're not getting that that kind of spoiled by the pilot yes. situation where they spent all the money on the pilot and the other eight, seven episodes or whatever the hell it is are going to be like lower budget. Like yeah, Is it 10 this I, season? I can't remember. I think it's eight. It's eight? I okay. think so. I didn't know. I, I know it's already season two in the works too, yeah. and that makes me happy knowing that this isn't just like a hey, we wrote, wrong. we told the story, and it's done yeah. kind of a thing. We're like we're gonna be spending They're some time keep, with this dude. This character is gonna keep yes. developing, and it works so well because I feel like after it gets the midpoint, and then from then on out, especially after he meets the IG unit, mm-hmm. the talking points between them back yeah. and forth is so much fucking. Which fun. I didn't realize that's Taika Waititi. <laughs> yeah, is that? Uh, but uh, yeah. Then and, and Brian, Nick, Nick um, Nolte was the I have spoken and Brian Posehn yeah. immediately Brian is Posehn the driver. Says, yeah, like I was like, oh, this is going to be that kind of show. And who'd you yeah. say was the alien guy at the very beginning? Nick Nolte. No, the the blue guy. Oh, I don't know who that no, is. No, somebody else told me that. Uh, it's Horatio Sands, maybe. Oh, that that makes sense. Um, is it, I knew it's a it's a comedian. Um, but but yeah, I was like, oh, that's what the show is going to mm-hmm. be. Is like. It's going to be where everyone gets to be a cameo, and it's going to look good, and it's not going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and I thought, like, as soon as I heard Brian Posehn's voice, I was like, "Oh, that's Brian Posehn." And then I kept going. I was like, "Oh, this is Brian Posehn." Like, and it was yeah. good. It wasn't just like him being like. I just whatever. Like, I like the the arc of his character too. That <laughs> last all of two seconds. Yeah, so he's there for Pedro so long. Pascal's delivery as that character has so much like it's so dry, but it's like, not even dry. I mean, it's just it's so good for what it is. Yeah. I think he's just such a great actor. Like it's he's not supposed to have a yeah. ton of personality. That's the no. world that they were brought up into. Yeah. But he he still sells it, and he still has like so much character for a character that's supposed to be just a heartless, murderless killer yeah. type of person. He well, still it, seems like like. I don't know. I've got I've got feelings. I'm yeah. a good guy. And we were talking about this off mic, but like just the scene where he's on the ship bringing that first bounty in and he the guy's talking about needing to go to the bathroom and everything and he doesn't say a damn word to the guy. Yeah. And just his delivery, he's wearing a helmet, so you have no clue what what like you can't see his facial expression, but between the cinematography of just like zooming in on the helmet and his I never realized that. What is it? Grief Carga. That was Carl Weathers. I didn't pay attention to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. From Happy Gilmore. Yeah. That plays Chubbs. Yeah. I didn't pay attention that that was him. Yeah, that's funny. He was announced early on as yeah. the, kind of a big deal. That Werner Herzog guy that plays the client, the Imperial guy. Oh, okay, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Bounty hunting is a he's a really good like fucking shitbag seemingly character. Like he makes he makes you not like him just from like one meeting. Yeah. I was one just like line he's even. the perfect Imperial dude because yeah. it's just like delivered so like shitbag like I love how like tarnished the stormtroopers uh uniforms are like how like you can tell that they don't have any money like the Empire is just like destroyed but like they're holding on to every little bit that they've got and like the stormtroopers are just like all haggard and everything, like that was just cool. But the yeah, it's and it's shot beautifully. Um, it's it's everything that is Star Wars and is so familiar, but also at the same time you go, I've never seen this before. Yeah, it was Horatio Sands. I was just Horatio Sands. Okay, Mithril. Yeah, that's his name. I couldn't think of what it was called. I was just wanted to double check. I'm excited to see the Moff character that the Giancarlo Esposito is supposed to play. He plays uh, Gus Fring on Breaking Bad. 
Uh, He's like a character arc that's in there that lasts like two seasons. He's like, he basically holds over uh, Jesse and Walt's like drug ring Mm. and kind of is like, you're my bitch now in a way. But he's just like a weird, almost like sciencey type guy too in a way. But he acts like a wholesome character and stuff like that. But he's just like a really mean horrible person that hmm. will do anything he needs to to make his empire like grow gotcha. and uh but he's such a really good character actor and he's like one of the main he's part of like the imperial separatist groups that are left over too from the empire okay that i'd seen and seen pictures of him and uh i don't know if i think he's supposed to be in the second episode i got gotcha. you i'm excited to see him get introduced because i want to see that guy i i really i didn't even think about it before but now that i've seen it i'm really interested to see like the desperation of a fallen empire mm-hmm. like and, and so what i think they do i think that they said that the 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 client mm-hmm. and his group are like also somewhat of an opposition to the moth that uh esposito's character is supposed to be playing oh, okay and it's almost like there's like rival groups of empire separatists trying to figuring out like we're gonna be the leader oh i was a grand moth over here oh. and blah, blah, blah. i'm gonna be a leader no so i'm gonna be like be. a struggle yes. for power struggle kind of. for power type of a thing nice. and you're gonna have different like imperial what they call separatist groups and i was like i'm curious to see what happens because it'd be like really cool to have a dude that's like I'm a bounty hunter for hire, and he just takes bounties from different people, yeah. and then eventually, like, almost kind of pits people yes. against people to kind of make his own gain or something. Well, and I, I want to know more. I mean, obviously, we want to know more about the Mandalorian, but what is he? Why is he so in need of money? Like, obviously, yeah. he's really good at his job, yeah. But he seems very. But eager. he's also man. Like, you can also see that he has heart. Yeah. To a There's something extent. that he's providing for that yeah. we don't know about Well, I mean, about they yet. even said, too, whenever they melted down that metal mm-hmm. and they made his pauldron, she said that the remnants of what was left of that pauldron melting down will yeah. go to the fledglings. Yes. And he's like, oh, that's good. I used to be a fledgling. And she was like, I know. And then it shows the some more yeah. of the flashbacks of whenever he was a kid yeah. and stuff, too. So yeah. I was like, he obviously cares about the younglings of the Mandalorian world or fledglings as they're called and hoping that they grow up and have a better life than like he had. Yeah. Cause it looks like he was in like the war torn Mm -hmm. shit that was going on. Yeah. I would assume like maybe the empire just was fucked it, fucked his family over. Yeah. I feel like maybe his parents got killed. I just wonder if he's got a family that he has create, like he has like a wife and kid kind of situation that are like off planet somewhere that he's providing for, trying to provide yeah. for, or they're locked up and he's trying to get them out mm-hmm. with money. It almost seems like the whole that something to that aspect, but also the whole situation of him. Like, I feel like if he can worm his way in with the Empire and knowing that he is such a like Mandalorian at heart, he will want to do whatever he can to fuck over what's left of uh, the Empire, yeah, to try and be like to make sure to that make sure dead. that they're gone yeah. because he doesn't want any bit of them left, yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's do the spoiler. Yeah, let's talk about the end of it. Five, four, three, two, spoils. Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> IFNZ podcast. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, so the, the bounty was to capture a 50-year-old mm-hmm. uh, creature, whatever. They didn't really yes. say this is ages 50. Um, Which it is. I tracker. mean, I would assume this. I love knowing that, that knowing was... the fact that Yoda lived to be nine hundred, and he yeah. probably was only like maybe like fifty or sixty in Yoda years, whenever he was dying yeah. and like whatever, just from like old age or whatever it may be. But like a fifty-year-old Yoda, of course, he's still an infant. Yes. 
So he's so he he finds the the rescues it, and yeah, it's a it's a baby Yoda in a little space. It's adorable, yes. fucking adorable. I love oh. the f- fuzziness and yes. the giant eyes. Yes, <laughs> I, I think talk, more than I talked to Josh. Uh, yeah, at his house earlier today, we had to drop off some stuff, and Mandy was there, and she still hadn't seen the episode though, and he said. Uh, I was said where I'm gonna go home. Whenever we get home, I'm gonna show the Mandalorian to Mandy because she's not gonna watch it yet. And he was like, "Well, get ready to cry." She was like, "Is it sad?" And I said, "It's not sad." He goes, "With all the sweetness, especially at the end." And I was like, "Don't spoil it." She was like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "I showed Carly just a picture. She didn't watch it yet, and she cried after she saw the she saw the picture." That's funny. That's I just funny. It was awesome, but yeah, I mean, it raises even more. So many questions. Well, with him having a soft spot for younglings, well, I, and this being, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, just talking. What's like, that going to do to delivering this bounty? I'm just, even. I'm, I'm talking about just the fact that now in the cinematic universe of Star Wars, we've only had two of Yoda's race. Yeah, we've never known what Yoda's race is. He's still classified as unknown. He yeah. has no home planet other than Dagobah, which is not which his is own just planet. His. That's yeah, that's just his planet where yeah. he lived. And then we only know of Yoda and Yaddle, yeah. and that's it. This mm-hmm. is the third one that we've ever had in any kind yeah. of a franchise that we've ever really know of, know of, mm-hmm. and it's an infant. And this infant happens later in life than any other one that's ever been written about in the books. Oh. So there's not another Yoda species that's like beyond like like whenever you see Luke's great 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 in like legacies and shit like that they're all gone. There's oh, no more like no more of his race that's there. Huh. You don't see any of them in like the comics or any of the books and stuff like that in the future. As far as we've known, it's been gone. And now this has introduced the fact that there's a baby yeah. Yoda like seven years after the events of like Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So I was just like, what is this going to do to that universe? And stuff? Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if just like, like Rise of the Skywalker, all of a sudden you just see... You know, rise like of a, the Yodas. A, yeah, you see, you see like a, a, a sweet teen Yoda hop across helping her fight against Kylo Ren. <laughs> yes. But I just, I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I doubt something like that will no. happen. But I'm just saying like, it kind of is weird and kind of raises like a bunch of different... I was like, the people that write comics and the books and stuff are going to have a heyday writing about this dude whenever he's older. Yeah. Or girl, whatever yeah, it is, but it I'm lets, just saying, like, it lets a lot more story exist. Yeah, if they let him touch it. Yeah, but I'm just curious. I know, like, I it has all kinds of different like leaning specul- speculations. It makes me wonder if maybe through the Mandalorian as this unfolds or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe they there since Lucas has been on the set for this and he was tied oh, to was this. Really? Yeah, there's like mm-hmm. images of him there with Favreau and him helping, like, kind of telling them like some story beats and stuff. That'd be really cool. Maybe he touched it a little bit, and maybe we might get like a little bit of an insight of like, hey, this is the planet where Yoda's actually from. Maybe we'll learn a little bit of lineage through this yeah. new baby or something like that and know like this is why his race doesn't exist, and this yeah. is why like everyone we've ever known about has always been Force-sensitive. And the ones yeah. in like the old comics and stuff that you find that's not Yoda and Yaddle, like the old like uh, legacy, not legacy, but like the old comics that aren't mm-hmm. canon and stuff like that, whenever you see other ones. But every single one that you see is like Force-sensitive. So it's like yeah. led to believe that any of them that have ever exist have always had Are some always type of a tie built, to the Force. Yeah, built, born with. <laughs> yeah, born, born with a Force of some kind. I, uh, I absolutely adored the uh, kind of, painted designs that were in the credit scenes yes, afterwards. And I I was gonna say, um, if anybody else liked those, I saw them on a Reddit post. Yeah. Uh somebody has taken out because I think there was fourteen panels. Okay. 
um, that they posted and they cropped out all the credit work mm-hmm. off of it and they made it high res wallpapers nice. that you can download for your PC and cool. stuff like that. I thought it was awesome because there's the one with uh, him touching out, reaching out to yeah. touch the finger and it has the two fingers almost about to touch and that's yeah. like one of the painted ones and I was yeah. like, I want to get that as my wallpaper. Like Michelangelo <laughs> kind of like. Yeah. That's awesome. I dig it. That's awesome. It's such a good show. I'm excited like to see what happens for sure. Yeah. I'm definitely on board for that. Uh, I'm planning on just watching a lot more Star Wars. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on there. Even the Lego stuff's good. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever dove into the Lego no. stuff. I mean, you've got a lot of animated gonna, stuff gonna, to catch up on. I don't anyways. know which one I want to start with. If I should start with Rebels or if I should go back and just do Clone Wars you stuff. You want to do Clone Wars with me? I could, yeah. We can do it together. That's fine. Can I generally talk about it? Yeah. I haven't I haven't watched any of the animation stuff really at all. I I, wide, I watched there was an episode of Rebels that was on on Disney uh like a couple days ago prior yeah. to this coming out and I turned it on just out of happenstance um while I was here with Betty and watching her and uh we were watching it and I was just like this is really fun and kind of quirky. So it was really neat. I would uh I would, even though I've seen all of Rebels, I would rewatch it with you after Clone Wars. Even I would just yeah. keep going on the journey with you because <laughs> it's it's definitely worth a rewatch. Because yeah. there's a lot of, and I'm sure Clone Wars gets this way, but I know Rebels is so it gets deep into a lore that they've built mm-hmm. um, with which is Rebels, the one that has the dagger that we talked about from yes. the trailer the last yep. time. The that's that has Obi Wan in it too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no. Obi Wan's not in Rebels. I thought doesn't Obi Wan get the dagger? I don't think so. I thought Kanan got the dagger. I don't know. I, don't I thought that that was a, that was what happened because they go to the realm that's like inside of the Force or something like that, right? Um, or Ezra gets it. And they, they one of ins- them goes into okay. the realm at one point. Maybe Obi Wan goes in it in Clone Wars. Okay, maybe yeah. So that could be where it comes from. Too. I thought that the that at one point in time Obi Wan gets that dagger. It it's could like be the that. dagger of Mortis or Morda or because something like that. Or those two shows are deeply tied in together, mm. Clone Wars and Rebels. But not knowing Clone Wars, I don't pick up on the tie-ins. I got you. Uh, but I know the Clone Wars of... happened that happened before the Rebels. Clone right? Wars okay. is previous to Rebels. Okay. So yeah, that's what I, mean. I, I kind of want to watch them in contextually anyways i mean it makes sense because the clone wars would have happened before everything that happens in rebels anyways it's it's a lot of a lot of that stuff ties in together Mm -hmm. the characters are a lot the same like isn't there stuff in clone wars that happens where doesn't anakin gets a a padawan yeah that's something like that right that's That's ahsoka ahsoka tana yeah yeah i heard she's really cool yeah i like ahsoka and she's in rebels afterwards and all that mm-hmm. she'll be someone said that they would kill for uh soka tana to have a solo story like a like a uh, soka tana a star wars story kind of that's what i was gonna like say a... she'll be the next the she'll be the first one for them to go from animated to live action with yeah like they won't really bring like anybody from the rebels series i don't think into live action before they get Ahsoka, not even Ahsoka. Yeah, not even for the fact of like a TV series. If they did a that, but they just instead of a big screen, just do it as a Disney Plus movie. They've uh, there's been a lot of Dreamcast in there. The one, the name I always hear is um, what's her name? Um, Zazie Beats. No, I don't really from, know this uh, character. So from uh, Clerks Two, Rosario Dawson. Yes. Uh, as it would as as Ahsoka, which she'd be pitch perfect for an older Ahsoka. Sure. Um, on that, I think that would be awesome. She'd get the like the right voice and the right personality for that character. Uh, but yeah, I would. I'd I'd love to. I'll probably start it this weekend. Cool. Uh, was my plan to start Clone Wars. So 
we can kind of catch yeah, up on it together. It probably have to be like Friday afternoon because yeah. my work weekends always. I won't long. watch too much. That way, I don't get ahead of you. I'll text you as I watch it, and then <laughs> you text me back when you watch it. I'll be like, all right, you can go ahead and watch ahead of me because I'm sure I won't get it. <laughs> well, I got other things I got watch anyways. Yeah. If you see my watch list, it's redonk. Well, I mean, I'm gonna have to add to mine too. Yeah. I, but that's what I'm saying. I, I'm kind of anal about it in that sense. Now that I've added the Mandalorian, I'm gonna have to go through the TV series ones that I want to add. Yeah, not in like alphabetical order, but just but be just like, have your series I know I'm gonna together. have like the TV series, and then I'll go back and I'll try and find movies and keep them together. <laughs> then I'll probably piss me off too because then I'll have to scroll through that watch list yes. to get down to the movies at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, it'll put your oldest stuff in. The bottom, so your TV will be in the bottom. Okay. And your movies will be up top. If you do all your TVs first, gotcha. it'll leave that at the bottom. Okay. Until they figure out some sort of thing to sort on. Yeah. Did you have any shows or anything like that coming up? Uh, yeah, we got a show December... Oh, shoot. I think it's December 7th um, is when that one's coming up at Von Jakob Vineyard. Von Jakob. Yes. Uh, it is... Cobden. It is December Illinois. 7th. Uh, Cobden, Illinois. Von Jakob. They can't get rights. Uh, can't get rights. Can't get rights. Dot com. 3.30 really. to 6.30. Facebook.com slash can't get rights. Facebook.com slash can't get rights. Uh, uh, we're almost to 100 likes. Yeah. So we just need a couple more likes on there to pop that number You guys up. need to get on there and give them some likes. Yeah. I like it. I like it when you guys like them. We booked a show for March already, so we're we're booking 2020 now. Nice. Uh, so that should be fun. And got, uh, uh, next episode's going to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. Get check out that, that Thanksgiving beat. We have a feast in store for you. A feast of... Feast of the Ages. Yes. We got that coming down the pike, and then the next time we get together, we're going to be talking about some hot, steamy sex. Mm, 69. And then I'm going to do something extra special to you live. That's right. For the I can't masses. wait. Can't wait. And you know what I can't do? You What you can't you do? I can't feel anything. <laughs> oh, it's the saddest thing I've heard all night. I know. Uh,